Welcome, everybody, to episode number 46 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. I feel weird saying it, but I'm Corey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Eric is not with us today, so uh, we're, we're it's our first episode uh, one, one man down, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Uh, this is going to be our E3 2012 recap episode, so we're going to be talking about all the, all the things that happened, or all the things that we are aware of that happened during E3. We're going to be talking about the five major uh, uh, presentations from, from the big three and then Ubisoft and EA and also some of the miscellaneous uh, announcements that were made uh, at or during uh, E3. So, Yeah, that, there's not too many surprises, I would say, but um, no. even so, just watching everything gets me super excited for everything that is coming out and oh, yeah. gaming in general. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. It was, uh, it was a... It was a good couple of days. Let me let me just add that. And still going, really. Yeah. Um. Oh well. I guess I'll talk about this later. But there is one more thing that's good, that's going to be revealed at E3. That's, I you know obviously at the recording of this episode we won't have had time to because it's happening tonight actually. So mm, we'll tweet it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll talk about that when when the time comes. Uh, as for teases, we're going to be talking about Crusader Kings two, uh, Gaiki which is uh like on live right streaming games yeah yeah okay. it's yeah it's a it's a cloud based gaming service so right similar cool. to on live in that way but different in a lot of other ways right okay um and then i also beat dragon's dogma hey so, thank you so i'll be talking about that a little bit later i actually finished it just this morning oh, nice. not that long ago nice so it's fresh I, uh, in the brain i actually fresh almost bought it but i talked myself out of it okay did you well, I guess we'll talk about it later. Because it's getting like it when it first came out, it was getting you know fair to good reviews, and I'm like, I really got to buy like really awesome games because yeah. I'm so poor. Yeah. Um, but just like a, as it goes on, it seems like more and more people are really starting to like it. So yeah, I feel like I'm missing out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it, and and then I'll I'm I'm gonna put put a review up hopefully sometime this weekend for it, so you can check that out. Sweet. So yeah. So how was everybody's week so far? Corey, what did you do? Uh, my week was most, so far anyway, has been pretty much dominated with E3 stuff. Yeah. Um, and actually, our E3 2012 correspondent, John Liga, um, he was on this show before. He was actually there. Oh, really? And, oh, what? Yeah, he, he messaged me yesterday because um, for whatever job he does, they get talent for voice acting. Uh-huh. And he said he was there trying to get clients, so I just think he was trying to find voice actors. I don't really know. But he was there, and he texted me and said he had a present for us. And it turns out he got a Planetside 2 beta key. Oh, no oh, way! What? Yeah, and I told him he that um, that you should take it, Dan, because you're the guy with the PC. So. Oh, Holy and I, I've been salivating over that game. Yeah, he said he got one for himself, and then he asked the guy at the booth if he could have another one for his friend's podcast. Oh, <laughs> really? Like, yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, that's nice. fantastic! Because yeah. they they were tweeting actually uh, beta keys, and I was when I, whenever I would see one that was tweeted within the past like minute or two, I would always try and enter it, but I was always too slow. Oh yeah, uh, because I'm sure people were just sitting on their Twitter, just waiting, waiting for those things to come up and and hammering it out as soon as possible. So, oh, that's yeah. fantastic! I'm nice. Sure people set up like macro keys to the, do all the. Oh, I'm sure entering automatically. I'm sure I was too slow to do it. So, but that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll have um, to we'll have to thank John for that. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was pretty happy when he said that. Okay, so but that's also other than that, I signed up for Don't Hate Me, but Blockbuster Total Access. Oh, really? Um, 
for the free month. Yeah. Because you can get a free month for free. Um, and free is always good. I just, because I'm only doing the first month, I signed up for the three at a time. And I set up my queue, which is movies and games. That's why I did it, because I wanted some games to play without having to buy anything. Right. And I put, I put like, Lost Planet and Resistance 3 and, like, four or five other games. And then a few movies I really wanted to see. And then, like, some other movies I just kind of had down at the bottom of my queue. I figured I'd see them at some point. Uh-huh. And the only ones they sent were the ones at the bottom, like, the ones I didn't really want. I didn't oh, get really? any games. Yeah, it was it was two uh, Hayao Miyazaki movies. He does like Ponyo and oh yeah, uh, those kind of movies. Yeah, but they're, they're good movies. But like I didn't, it wasn't pressing that I see them. Right. What about games? Didn't get any games either. Oh, so you 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 have to prioritize on the list, and then they just send yep. you whatever they. That's it's so all it's, one queue. It's kind of like GameFly then. Yeah. Okay. Um, but speaking of that, I also signed up for GameFly. Uh huh. Um, because they had I actually saw this on Deals Woot. They had uh. Uh, one month free. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for it without realizing that it's buy one month, get one month free. Oh, okay. oh boy. Which kind of sucks. So I have it for two months, which is all right because, uh, again, I added Resistance 3 and Dead Space to my queue, and yeah. those are on their way to me right now. Oh, so nice. Yeah, so I'll be able to play those, which is which is cool because I've, especially Dead Space, I've been wanting to play that for years, and yeah. Resistance 3 is supposed to be pretty good. So Yeah. Nice. Excellent. But other than that, I was just watching a whole lot of E3 stuff, um, playing Dawn of Discovery and Crusader Kings 2. Uh-huh. So we'll talk about that. But that was Excellent. my week. Excellent. Will, what'd you what'd you do? Um, not a lot. It was uh, prom night last Friday, so I hung out with my friends for most of it. I didn't go to prom, but partook in the festivities yeah. around it. Yeah. Uh, before prom, we went to a place to rollerblade and play laser tag, which was awesome. Okay. And then after that, we just kind of hung out at... My one friend's house and ate a lot of food and just kind of hung out. But I had to work the next day, so I had to stay up from like one to about five to work. Uh-huh. So I I ran a t- no no sleep for twenty four hours. Oh wow! Yeah, Will texted me at like three asking me about Diablo or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing up at three a.m. when you have to work? <laughs> yep. So that that was a treat working on no sleep. Yeah, those those nights where you're up at and it's like. Eh, three thirty, four o'clock. You're like, do I want to try and get like an hour, hour and a half of crappy sleep, or do I just want to stay up? Mm-hmm. That's that's always a tough decision because either way, you're just gonna be a mess. Mm-hmm. You know. I got home. I at, guess. Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, I got home at four, and I was like, I'm just gonna play Xbox. So I was like, really tiredly trying to play video games. Yeah. Like I was playing Call of Duty. I don't know why. I just kind of played it. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Corey. Um. Well, I was gonna say. I think they say like, even if you can get you know an hour of sleep you should get it yeah but I, I don't know i always just feel worse when i do that i yeah. do too and it's so hard to wake up yeah. yeah so you run the risk of not not waking up and not you know missing work yeah yeah so but i was also gonna say um well you said you're playing xbox but like i have a hard time playing games when i'm in that state because i'm just in that groggy kind of. oh yeah it was so hard like i was trying to pay attention but i couldn't like focus on what i was trying to do yeah like, it was awful so eventually I just kind of sat in the dark and sat in my chair until I went to work with uh, Dad at, like, <laughs> 5. There you go. Oh, boy. Yeah. So do you, you probably get, because you go in early, you get that extra hour, right? Yeah, I ended up getting okay. uh, 10 hours instead of 6, I think. 6, yeah. That's nice. good. So that was good, yeah. So extra money. Yeah, definitely. Did, did we say what you do? What do you mean? like Your, your job? Uh, yeah, at the golf course. Oh, okay, I don't know yeah, if I you think, mentioned it. I think I might have. I think I, two weeks ago I said when I started working. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably, because I don't do over a lot, so I look for things to bring up in yeah. the segment. 
So that's one of them. I don't do a lot either. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, I don't think I did anything. Excellent. I probably did. I just don't remember. Yeah. I, like Corey, spent most of most of the, at least, you know, the beginning of this week following E3 stuff. So tried to pay as much attention to it as I could. Uh, the only other thing of interest was late last night after I finished uh, recording or writing the notes for this episode, I watched on Amazon Instant Video Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Oh, boy. Which is a blast from the past. That's the one where they find the subway, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best one. And I guess um, I'm actually going to go see it. That subway, it was based on a, a real, like, abandoned subway station that I guess really? is really nice. And the only way to go see it is if you get on this one train and go to the last stop uh-huh. where you you were originally supposed to get off at, but now they kind of just let you stay on there till it starts and goes back the other way. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you sit and wait for that last stop. And then once it tur- makes its turnaround to go back the other way, you can actually see the subway station if it's during the day. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited to go see that just because of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that that's that was really awesome. It's a it's a good movie. Um, it's very it's very corny, but I think that's kind of what they were going for. I feel like the first Ninja Turtles movie was a lot darker than oh, Turtles yeah. Two. Definitely. Um, I don't remember the first one as much, but. I just remember Raphael, like, almost dying. Yeah, yeah. They had to nurse him back to health after he got really beaten up. Yeah. They had to go out into the country. and. Well, that's just... because he was a hothead. It was his own fault. Right. Well, I, I, oh, yeah. They showed a little bit of that in the uh, in the in T- Turtles 2. He goes off on his own again, which you'd think he'd learn from his mistakes, but apparently not. Nope. But my, uh, my favorite Ninja Turtle is by far Donatello. He's the smart the, the one. The tech so, guy. Yeah, the smart one. So I always, he was always my favorite turtle. That, that's a tough call for me who my favorite is. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, it was always Michelangelo just because he was like the fun-loving. Right. Stuff his face with pizza. Yeah. Okay. I'd have to agree with Donatello. Donatello? I yeah. think so. I always, I always liked him because he was always the smart one. He'd mm-hmm. figure stuff out and yeah, Wait. the tech, the more tech-oriented. Leonardo turtle. was the leader, basically. He was the leader, yeah. Okay. He's blue. Right. Okay. Yeah, I forget. I mean, Will was a little after, came a little after the Turtles thing. Mm-hmm. That was more early, you know, in the ni- early 90s. It was late 80s, early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they were around in the 80s. Yeah. The cartoon was, right? Yep. The cartoon came before the movie. Man. I used to watch the cartoon, I think. And the comics before that? Oh, yeah. Comics was where it originated. And I guess the comics are really violent and dark, too. Nice. That the cartoon kind of made it for kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's everything I had to talk about, so go ahead. Did we say what we're going to talk about in this episode? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, our E3 recap. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with our E3 recap right after this.
Welcome back, everybody, to episode 46 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. As you probably noticed already, we ha- we are not doing nibble bits this week. Um, I think most of our nibble bits would probably be involving E3, so we kind of decided to lump that all into into the main segment, along with news. We're not going to be doing news either, so that's all part of our E3 main segment. So, uh, yeah, the E3 kind of kicked off on Monday, which, I mean, the the conference part of it doesn't really start until tuesday but uh, a lot of the press releases uh presentations are done on monday so uh it started off with microsoft who was the first one at uh 9 a.m pacific or was it 9 30 9 30 yeah yeah um how, how how did you watch it Gordon? i watched on i actually uh i was on like justin tv or something like that mm-hmm. And um, all it was was, like, a, a splash screen that said stay tuned for the E3 coverage while I was waiting for everything to start. Okay. And then somebody wrote in the chat, like, is anybody else watching game trailers uh, pre-show or whatever? Yeah. So I went over to game trailers, and it turns out it was just the speed or the feed from Spike, Spike yeah. TV. So that's what I watched. Yeah, I watched, mo- I watched most of it on Spike, too. I did watch probably either half or three quarters of the Microsoft one on my Xbox. Oh. Because they had they released an app for the a video player for the conference, but part, cool. partway through it kind of froze up, so I I got out of that and, and started watching it on the computer on the on the game trailers feed that that was from Spike TV. Yeah. So. Well, I uh, I had some freezing problems too, but I looked and there was at like fifteen thousand people watching or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they ended up being the streams ended up being a lot bigger than you know people anticipated because a lot of people were watching them probably some, because some... everybody's cutting the cable right exactly yeah so and that it can't the watch it on spike I... <laughs> go ahead go ahead oh no i was gonna say that's part of the reason i think why so many video game uh like media like publisher uh what am i trying to say the 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 out the video game outlets on the internet like IGN and Giant Bomb and all those are now doing video because so many people don't have cable anymore like G4 TV right and right, they still right. like when they have the time they want that video yeah. coverage too yeah absolutely that's what we need to do yeah yeah I agree I keep meaning to start doing stuff with YouTube but I just haven't had the extra time to do it but we will eventually oh yeah it's in the works okay so uh. Microsoft, what did they announce? Um, games that were already kind of uh, that you knew about. They started off their thing with uh, Halo 4. Um, they showed a little live action trailer. Did yeah. you notice that? Which yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that's cool. I know Skyrim kind of kind of started that with their uh, Dragonborn live action trailer, and then Mass Effect did one too, Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of a neat thing to see. Um, yeah, they they showed a Halo Four live demo, which showed uh, new enemies and weapons. Which yeah, the, the enemies looked kind of like robotic, you know. Yeah, it's a different. Uh, I mean, the Covenant's there too, but it's a different species that you're going to be fighting. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I did yeah, not see a they're lot. They're not from the Covenant, though. They're nope. separate. right? no, nope, they are separate. Yeah, it's kind of a you know everyone everyone for themselves type of deal in in oh, Halo cool. Four. So. That's refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looked really great, uh, especially the the you know the obviously the tr- the trailer part of it looked good, but the 
the gameplay looked really, really good did graphically. It? Yeah, very Sweet. smooth. Um, definitely, the, you could tell three four three uh, did some work on the on the graphics. So nice. Yeah, I mean, it really. I mean, it looks a lot like uh, everything Bungie did graphic wise, except you know a little bit sharper. Oh a yeah, bit, you know more. Refined. Spent on it. Yeah, you. I mean, you can definitely tell everything's. It's. It's Halo. I mean, it just. Yeah, like Corey said, everything's um, polished a yeah. little more than than it was. And you know, a lot of people had been calling for graphical updates in Halo, and I think three four three studios, you know, did it with with Halo Four. So at least so far. Mm-hmm. Are we? Are we doing? Do you want to just talk about Halo Four now, or are, are we just talking about what was presented at the press conference? Uh, we'll. we'll Probably just do press conferences and then we'll we'll talk about other stuff. I mean, if oh, okay. you want, or if you just you know, if you want to jump in, feel free. Well, I was just going to say um, some of the stuff they didn't say in the press conference, but I kind of picked up from. Oh yeah, other... no, you, you can yeah, you can bring that in now. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So they have uh, Spartan Ops, which is a new multiplayer mode, uh-huh. and I guess it's a lot like Firefight, but much more mission based. Yeah. Um, which I think would would be fun. I didn't I didn't really care for Firefight that much. No, it's kind of boring. I thought. Yeah, it's just like a silly way to incorporate objectives. Yeah, you know, it's it's just like Slayer with objectives, kind of. Yeah. Well, Team Slayer, but. Um, but yeah, it's more mission based than Firefight. But also in multiplayer, they're adding kill streaks mm-hmm. and care packages. Mm-hmm. Is that isn't that like a Call of Duty thing? Yeah, I don't like that. It's. I think they did it differently. the The care packages are just ordnance that gets dropped for whatever reason. But it's at, like it, it just gets dropped and anyone can pick it up. Like it gets flung from a ship. Oh, I don't know how that is different from Call of Duty. It's the same, but in uh, Call of Duty, it drops a kill streak or it drops ammo. So like, if you get a care package, you it could drop and you can get an AC one thirty. Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, but you could also get ammo right from it. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't. I didn't really understand what any of that meant because I didn't. You know, I, I'm not a Call of Duty player. So, mm-hmm. but but uh, reading some comments, people did seem to think it was. It was. It did differentiate itself from Call of Duty. I did it. Uh, I didn't really, like I said, understand how. But the the Spartan Ops thing, I think, looks pretty cool because they're supposed to be releasing like every week. They release a couple new Spartan Ops that you can do, or every week they release a new one, something like that. And yeah, it is co op based. Um, like firefight type missions, which yeah, that's seems pretty, really, that's really easy. Seems really or neat. really cool, and I could see how it would be easy, you know, if they have these multiplayer maps, just to code in some new objectives, yeah, and some simple animations or whatever they need to do. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they could make it as easy or as advanced as they want to. Also, there's sure. a lot of lot of uh, variety variety things you can do with it. So, also uh, new armor power ups. I guess the only one I saw was like a mobile shield. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that's that That's the one only too. one I saw. I don't know if you guys saw any other ones. No, I think that's the only one I saw, too. Yeah, I guess there's a few of them. Oh, and in the actually, in the press conference, they showed, uh, like, an infrared view. Yep. Did you catch that? I did. I don't know if that's was, like, you know, just a story thing or if that's actually going to be a, a gameplay mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I tried to, I should say, I tried to balance my focus on things because obviously you know halo 4 is one of the biggest games i'm looking forward to but i mean there's a lot of other stuff so you didn't want to be biased right i didn't want to be too biased absolutely (laughs) absolutely um okay moving on Uh, another game that people kind of knew about was splinter cell blacklist uh it's a multi-platform game they showed uh, a little bit of gameplay for that 
and uh, Connect integration, which uh, I the only thing they showed was someone like speaking into the Connect and uh, you know. Like, it's a stealth action game, so, you know, they spoke into the Kinect, and the character in the game, Sam Fisher, spoke mm-hmm. to, to attract a guy over to him, and then he executed yeah, him. Yeah, he, so. he was, like, oh, hanging okay. on uh, the ceiling of a building, yep. or the roof of a building, and he was like, hey, you, to get the guard to walk over to him, and then he flung reached him off. over and flung him off. Yeah. Which was, per- you know, pretty neat, but, yeah, yeah mul- I mean, multi-platform. I guess it's easier than, like, going to a menu and, like, choosing to say something. I don't know. Yeah, I see. It's been a while since I played Splinter Cell. I guess that was in the older Splinter Cells, but not in the new ones, where you you had a button where you would say something. But yeah. I, I really don't remember that, so. It's like in Metal Gear when he would knock on something. Right. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tomb Raider was also during the Microsoft press conference. Uh, also a multi-platform game. Uh, I actually saw that quite a, quite a few times, it seems like. I th- did they have that during the Ubisoft one, or during, or was it EA? I don't remember. It was it was in uh, at least one other, maybe two other um, press conferences. So I don't remember. And I, you know, I I don't remember what they showed during the Microsoft one. Uh, was it some gameplay footage? It was gameplay footage. Yeah, and I guess uh, Microsoft has exclusive first DLC. Oh, okay. For that, okay. If so that cares about that. That's probably why they showed it during the microsoft one yeah i wasn't i wasn't all that impressed with it really a lot of people are and to me i don't know it's just like there's so many of these type of games out right now and honestly none of them really interest me right um halo 4 only because it's halo right but even like splinter cell it's like yeah there's a there's a going back to splinter cell sorry i don't mean to go back but um one cool thing they had was the killing in motion i don't know if you remember that um, oh yeah, because it's like a stealth action game. He would go from target to target quickly and like kill them all. Yeah, all, <laughs> fluidly, almost at once, kind of, seemingly. Which is really cool, but at the same time, other than that, it's just like your typical, you know, cover system, uh, terrain traversal, stealth, yeah, kind of game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even with Tomb Raider and like the other games they showed, which we'll talk about, like even Far Cry, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. all the all the shooters, pretty much. It's just like. Yeah. I don't get it, you know? Yeah. Um, I do kind of like what they're doing with the Tomb Raider reboot. I guess you play as a young Laura Croft, so she's uh, straight out of college, and it's kind of like her origin story, how she became or came to be the adventurer that she is, which I think is kind of cool. It seems to be a little more gritty than older Tomb Raider games because, I mean, really, just the little bit that I saw, it shows, you know, Laura Croft getting the crap kicked out of her by various things, so... Um, it's one I'm going to keep an eye on, but I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. So, but it does it does look uh, more interesting than any of the other Tomb Raider titles. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, next on the list is Resident Evil Six, uh, multi platform game. Again, they showed once again. I think this is one I saw a couple times. Um, but they just showed some of the gameplay for this. Uh, and some of the action sequences too, which, like going back to what Corey said, there's a, these games nowadays are kind of a a dime a dozen. So, yeah, it's like there's like one unique aspect of the game, and then it's just your shooter with a fresh paint job. Yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, see anything in Resident Evil Six that impressed me. Me neither. That's coming out soon, isn't it? Or within a couple uh, weeks? Yes, it's supposed to be. I think late summer early fall like maybe august or september okay so, so yeah, not, not that far away it's not far off 
Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, they had a trailer and uh, gameplay. It was also a multi-platform game. I did see the gameplay for this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looked cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a little, little futuristic. Uh, takes place in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that they said that or not before. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was a shooter. It was a Call of Duty game. Your, yeah, your classic Call of Duty. Yep. Uh, I do, I do like some of the, you know, I guess there's supposed to be, uh, gameplay that would seem like it ranges from the 80s all the way up to, you know, wh- whatever year the game's supposed to take place is like 2020 or something yeah, like 2020, that. Yeah, 2020, like. So, like they showed uh, during the trailer, some people riding around on horseback, which mm-hmm. I thought was different for a Call of Duty game. <laughs> Very different. Graphics look a little bit better, too. Yeah, yeah, they look good. From an upgrade, Mm -hmm. Black Ops. And 20 million people will buy it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I possibly will be one of them, but I don't know. It kind of depends on when it comes out. I I think they had a date, but I'm not sure. November uh, 8th, maybe. Mm, That's a little later than most other things that I'm getting. I think most of the games I'm going to be getting are in October. That was around. It's around Skyrim time. Okay. I think. Uh... Next on the list is Fable, The Journey. Uh, gave a release date of holiday 2012. I don't really remember being able to tell what was going on. It's a Kinect game, right? Yeah, well, this um, last year they really like built it up and kind of made a thing of it. Um, but this year, I think because of all the criticism it received, and they actually went back and retooled a lot of the game because of that, uh-huh. um, they just kind of just dropped the trailer in there between set pieces yeah. whatever they were talking about yeah um but yeah there, it was no pomp just the trailer um and i did find out later on that it's about 15 hours long and there's two modes in the game traveling and combat because it's an on rails game yeah um where you use the connect yeah um in the traveling mode you control the speed and direction of your horse with because you're on a horse most of the time with your arms and then you decide even though it's on rails there are different paths you can take and depending on which direction you go, um, each path will offer sort of a different experience. So it's not totally linear, but mostly linear. And then right. the other mode is combat. So when you're in combat, hand motions. And um, three of your spells is a shield, a force push, and a heal. And you do that with your left hand. And five other spells are with your right hand. So you can kind of dual cast, uh-huh. which actually sounds pretty cool. And I was yeah. reading some write-ups about it. And uh, they said it's a lot of fun and a lot better than what they had last year. Right. Okay. And, like, the, the one person was talking about force pushing somebody with their left hand and then firing magic at it with their right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. No, I, I do think that, yeah, stuff like that can be cool as long as the connect works well enough to be able to register all that movement and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that the, the issue? That's definitely the problem. In, in every connect demo I saw at E3, it, there was still that little bit of latency that was enough for me to be like, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, it's not immediate enough. It, it, it makes it feel like floaty, like like you're not even really in control right. of your exactly your like character. you're not in control. And it, if that's how it's going to be, I I think I actually talked about this one of the episodes. Like you can't really master it because it is kind of flaky like that, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so great about the controller is it's so one to one that you can master it and like feel like you're progressing and getting better at something and building that muscle memory. Where with the Kinect, it's so like finicky. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I agree. But I should also say that uh, Fable: The Journey takes place 50 years after Fable 3, so it is set in the same kind of universe. It's not oh. like an alternate universe. Okay. And uh, comes out October 9th. Okay. 
I didn't know they had really they had given a release date. They just said holiday 2012. So that's yeah, good. um, again, like so, a lot of that stuff I just said, I found out later. Found out later. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, the next game people were aware of was South Park: The Stick of Truth. <laughs> uh, this is a multi-platform game too. They Microsoft had Matt and Trey, Matt Parker, or Matt Stone and Trey Parker come on stage for for the. Uh, trailer the trailer of uh the stick of truth and they wanted to explain that uh they wanted to make the game look like uh an actual episode of south park which <laughs> meant crappy animation and i i don't know like it was hard to tell if the the trailer that they showed was actually like gameplay or if it was just a like a cinematic trailer but i mean it all looked like south park you know nice absolutely which is i, I would which is what they were going for yeah and up to that point like it was the thing i got most excited about oh yeah when I saw when I because I you know I, obviously those guys are icons. When I saw them walk on the stage, I was like, "Sweet, nice. awesome!" Yeah, it spiced up Microsoft's presentation a little bit. And it was so genuine because they didn't use a teleprompter. No, nope. um, they and I can imagine them saying, you know, like we'll do this, but we don't want to use a stupid teleprompter and yeah. sound like freaking robots. Yeah, exactly. Like a and lot they, of them did. Exactly. It was it was either they like sounded like robots or it was just so hammy. It was laughable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which we'll get to with Ubisoft. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they just went up there and and said that um, like Dan like everything Dan said. But you play as the new kid in town. Yeah. To help out the the characters in South Park, and they talked about I don't know if they did this when they were on stage or if I was listening to a backstage interview, but um, it was the first time they actually had to sit down and map out South Park. And they oh. said they were naming like all the memorable places in yeah. South Park, and they're like, you know, it, if we wanted to go from from Kyle's house to Cartman's house, we'd just cut away. But yeah, exactly. Like that, we actually had to map out where everything was. Yeah, I think that was in a backstage interview. I think this is when oh, they okay. talked about that. Probably on Spike TV then. Interview. Yeah, I feel like Al, my 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 girlfriend Allison Hayslip was doing that interview. Okay, I think I think that's who it was. So uh, uh, they keep. They keep joking how much of a pain it is to make South Park, and I'm starting to think they're not joking. I think they're really and truly sick of it. Right. Well, it's pro- it's possible. I know they obviously they diversified their portfolio a little bit with the the Book of Mormon and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> they have like this super successful, critically acclaimed Broadway play. Yeah. And yet they have to go back and make South Park every week. Yeah. Like, and they have to do it because they do most of the voices for the characters. They can't. You yeah. can't they have to make it. It's not going to be the yep. same with different voices. So, and that's what they said in that interview. They always end up doing it like the night before. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> do. Last minute. Yeah. So, you know, all procrastination isn't bad because obviously, you know, South park is, is what it is. Uh, and they actually announced a release date for that, which is March 5th, 2013. So, Woo-hoo. so that's excellent that, uh, that it's going to be coming out then. So I hope it's like a little bit RPG. Yeah, it, no, that'd be fun. It is supposed to be an RPG. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, oh, cool. it's uh, it was ma- it's being made by Obsidian. Oh, really? Did, yeah, who did uh, uh, New Vegas? Yeah, and there's another RPG that they did. So, uh, yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, they did another big, uh, fairly recent RPG, and I, I can't think of it either. So, all right, on to the new game announcements from Microsoft. Uh, Forza Horizon which they had a reveal trailer for. I uh, saw some gameplay later. Um, it looks cool. It's like an open world. Uh, it's 
closer to the Need for Speed type of games than like a straight up Forza racing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Graphics are great. Um, it, I, if it came out in the summer, it might be one I'd be interested in. But uh, it's supposed to be coming out October twenty third, twenty twelve, which means there's no way I'll be buying this game because there's so much other stuff coming out in the fall. But I, it looks cool. Um, I, I didn't really see all the different cars you can have, but I think the demo had a Viper Dodge Viper mm-hmm. that, you know, they were driving around in, uh, as I said, the graphics were stunning, uh, night and day. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Cause they had, um, in the, in the footage they were showing, it was daytime and then they faded to night and yep. it was cool with the, the head, the car headlights on the road and everything. It yeah. Looked, looked really pretty. Yeah. The, the graphics were stunning for it. So, uh oh another one i forgot to mention before in the announced games was madden 13 they did during the microsoft and they had joe montana come on and do an audible he you know he actually spoke the audible for, oh really yeah for that was their connect integration for mm-hmm. for madden 13 for the xbox um yeah they actually they had madden and fifa yeah um and they announced it by saying they will become better with Connect. Yeah. And and actually, I, I was I kind of thought what they did with the Connect with with that was pretty cool as long as it works right. again. Like that's that's the big thing. In FIFA, they uh you they had it so you could sub players. Yeah. Through through using your voice, which is in sports games is always kind of a pain because you have to go through all these menus and yeah. make all these selections and make sure everything's just right. Yeah. But the way they did it was just like sub. And then you said one number, and then you said another number. Yeah. Um, if that works, great. But like, I could just envision scenarios where you say a number, and it thinks you're saying a different number, and all of a sudden your worst player comes in, and you lose because of it. You know? Right, right, right. I I feel like of all the things that Connect is good for, it's the it's better with voice recognition than it is with physical recognition. Mm-hmm. At least in my experience with it, which is yeah, that'd be true. Fairly limited. Yeah. But the voice stuff it's... seems to work relatively well. And well, the problem with that is, yeah, it works, but we don't need Connect for that. You right. can do that with stuff with microphones. Yeah, uh, can you use the microphone for that for no. the Xbox? Do you know? No, no. you can't. Hmm. But tech, I mean, technically, you could. Yeah, like, you should be able to. Technology. Yeah, right. you should be able to. Um, but the other thing they did in FIFA was formations with voice, which is also kind of cool. And I thought, like NHL 13, um, if you could fire out what formation you wanted. And your your strategies and stuff just by saying it with your voice. Yeah, I mean, there's cool stuff they could do because you could have like if you're a D man and you want your players to crash the net, you just say crash say the net, it. and then you know fire your shot and hope to get a tip in or a rebound. Yeah, that would be yeah, that really would be cool. kind of neat. It's really hard to set your strategies while you're on like on the fly, and that's oh, yeah. that's kind of a big thing in hockey, especially even with line changes and stuff like that. If you yes. just change your line by saying you know line one, or yeah, change it up. Change it up. Like in uh, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And um, going back to Madden, uh, they had voice commands before the play as if you were a quarterback, and that's why they had Joe Montana come out and do it. Yeah. And, again, I think that could be really cool until it screws up on you and right. you call the wrong play and lose the Super Bowl. Right. You know? Yeah. I could, yeah, I see what you mean. But, like, everything Joe Montana was saying seemed pretty technical, and, like, I could see a quarterback really eating that stuff up. Right. And enjoying the hell out of it, but yeah, I guess you know. it. I guess it works defensively too, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe having a cornerback going for a a sack or whatever, a blitz. That's what mm-hmm. I was going for. I don't know. We got. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it works. Um, uh, Gears of War Judgment 
was kind of announced. We had actually heard about this from Game Informer. The cover leaked for the new Game Informer, uh-huh. which is supposed to have Gears of War Judgment on it. So, but it was supposed to be a new announcement. Um, they had the reveal trailer uh, with the focus on Baird as lieutenant of what was the squad? Col- Start with the K. Some kind of squad um, from Gears of War. It's supposed to be. It's set 15 years before the events of Gears One. Mm-hmm. So. I had 14 years, but 14. one year. Who knows? Yeah. 14, Whatever. 15 years. <laughs> um, Ascend New Gods was another new game announced by Microsoft. I didn't really get anything from that. I don't know if you saw any more information about it later, Corey, but I, I didn't. I couldn't really tell what was going on in the, in the thing. I, there was a battle of some sort, but I didn't get any other impression from it other than that. Yeah, it was just a, a trailer from Signal Studios, I guess. I'm not sure what else they've done. It just looked like, you know, your fantasy action game, kind of Lord of the Ringsy, Yeah. Um, with a lot more violence yep. and blood and mm-hmm. stuff. But I, I don't really know what they were going for. But I, I think that one was kind of a surprise. I don't think anybody really knew about it. No, I haven't heard anything about it. Same here. Yeah. Um, and then Loco Cycle, also a new title announced for the Xbox. I didn't really get anything out of that either. Yeah, it's... I mean, it wasn't gameplay footage or anything. It was just they so- showed, like, some kind of moped, motorbike-y thing. Um, uh, Tron Cycle. Yeah, Tron Cycle with some voiceover. Uh, but it is by Twisted Pixel, the guys that made Splosion Man, which is a game, oh, yeah. uh, puzzle platformer I really liked. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, Matter uh, was announced for Connect. Apparently it's from Gore Verbinski, the, the um, director of Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Uh, I didn't really. All they showed was like a little portal-looking like robot thing, and I didn't really know what was going on in this one either. No idea. <laughs> yeah, and it, like it's, it's, it's it was stuff, very technical-looking, but yeah, and a, a lot of the stuff like details came out afterwards. But if I wasn't interested in it, I didn't go and try and research it. Well, not, not only that, but I mean, time really was a factor oh, yeah. here because yeah. oh, this stuff was all announced Monday morning, and we had all all the other things of interest to pay attention to so yeah my, my girlfriend was already bothered because i was watching the sony press conference because that was at night yeah and she was just like annoyed because i was just paying attention to like watching people play video games yeah so <laughs> um Reketeer is a new game announced for connect which they did actually demo um it's almost like a like a set in medieval fantasy world where you fire catapult balls at different castles and stuff Looked okay. Probably nothing. I'm, I nothing. I'm interested in because it's for Connect. But I don't know. Once again, if it if it works, okay. I might be a a little bit of a sleeper hit. But probably any, not. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> just I don't from see what it. I saw. It didn't didn't tickle my fancy. But who knows? Yeah. Um, Dance Central Three, which was announced with Usher on stage, who I am. Almost willing to guarantee was lip syncing during that song. Oh, definitely. Actually, he wasn't. Really? Yeah. I guess. Um. I guess just because of all the backup vocals, and I only know this because of like podcasts and stuff I was listening to. Right. Um. Not because I really care, but yeah, he. I guess he. There was just a lot of backup vocals and stuff, so every now and again, it kind of sounded like he was lip syncing. Okay. Um. But I, I guess he wasn't. Okay. 
But man, he it, can dance. Yeah, he can dance. And he, I mean, it sounded really good, which is why I thought it was lip, lip syncing. And also, he like when people don't say anything in the microphone afterwards, it makes me wonder because he did he didn't say a word like after he finished. You know, he just kind of made a signal and then they went on to the next thing. Hmm. So I'm always I'm always uh, uh, wary of lip syncing when that happens. It's sure. like was the microphone even on? But um, and that's all I had for games for Microsoft. Did you have anything to say about Dance Central Three? No, I. That's another one I really could care less about. Yep. Me too. Uh, the Did whole... you want to talk about the Nike thing, or is that? That's a, I. I have a list of the features next. Okay. Um, starting with Xbox Smart Glass, which is uh, Microsoft's kind of answer to the uh, the Wii U, where you can uh, share content with Xbox, your Xbox tablet, and uh, phone. Uh, hang on. Sorry, I do. <laughs> Get into a more comfortable <laughs> position, more comfortable. And take your pants off. <laughs> yeah, right. um, and uh, you, you can use your Xbox uh, or you can use your tablet and phone to gain additional info for games and movies and, and music and whatnot through your smartphone uh, and or tablet for the Xbox. So uh, what they did is they, for an example, they, they said you can be watching a movie on your phone or tablet, you know, whatever, in the airport. When you get home, you can resume the movie, f- you know, from where you left off, you know, that exact spot. Um, and they also, I don't know if I saw this later or during the press conference, they showed, uh, you know, watching on your TV Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And then on your Windows tablet, they were showing, like, a map of, of the Game of Thrones land and, like... Uh, Westeros. When, yeah, Westeros. And, and, you know, when a character went off, it showed where this character was in relation to that character. Um, Which I thought was awesome. And I actually read some stuff that was pretty critical of that. Like, who would want to do that? But I'm like, there are so many freaking characters in Game of Thrones and locations, and it's really hard to keep track of all that stuff. And yeah. if I could just open up my iPhone and just, while I'm watching, see what's going on, like, you know, in yeah. third person, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, and then there's there's applications that you can use it for games too, like you know calling up maps and whatnot. You can do on your your smartphone or tablet. And uh, the thing that's cool about this is it works. Uh, it's going to work on iOS, Android, and Windows phone or Windows phones and tablets. So uh, you they they push the fact that you're not going to need to buy any anything new to have to be able to use it. So perfect, which is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a it's a, it's a good idea, and we'll I guess we'll see how it how they implement it into games. Well, they showed um, Madden. Was it Madden or was it just like a generic? Oh, it was game? Madden. It was it Madden. Was Madden. Yeah, they showed that, and um, they someone, showed someone drawing the, up a play, drawing up a play on the gamepad yeah. or iPad or whatever it happened to be, um, and then committing the play back on the screen, um, which I think is great, especially if you're playing with somebody in the same room, like just to be able to, you know pull your phone up on the side, drop a play and then execute it on screen. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. And they also showed Halo. Um I'm not sure. I think it was single player and then like he looked uh Master Chief uh looked at like a spaceship of some kind and then it brought up all the information about the spaceship, like a sc- map schematics and all that crap um up on the oh, iPad. Yeah, and then he went uh, he looked up some information on the iPad, and then he dropped out of the single-player game and joined a multiplayer game based on that spaceship. Whoa. Yeah. 
I don't, it, was, it was really cool. That's kind of cool. No, I don't think I saw that. You know, I, I think it was right after Madden. Um, it was yeah, I, during I the was during so, the press conference. Yeah, during the press conference. Maybe I missed that. Maybe that's when my internet cut out and I had to switch things. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd do that, but still, like, it opens up so many opportunities. And I actually got in a pretty big argument with one of my friends about this because um, after seeing this, I was so taken by it. I'm like, I, I have to write something about this because I think it's freaking brilliant. Especially when I saw the Madden thing, I'm like, that's exactly what Wii U is trying to do with two screens. Right. And uh, I wrote up an article on my examiner thing, and I, like, tweeted it out or something like that. And one of my friends texted me right away, and he's like, are you kidding me? You haven't even seen the Nintendo press conference, blah, 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 whatever. But he was just basically arguing that um, Nintendo offers way more creative opportunities with the Wii U gamepad than is possible on the the smart glass, um, which I disagree with. I think everything that is possible with the Wii U gamepad could potentially be possible with the smart glass stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think one of the one of the benefits of Microsoft too is they're usually pretty open with that sort of stuff. I mean, the whole the whole idea with Connect was to give people creativity to be able to do whatever they want with it um you know especially with with the pc version of the the connect is you know there's all sorts of like cool different hacks that people weird weird uses for it that people you know microsoft had never envisioned and i i feel like they're fairly open about letting people kind of play with with the tools that that they throw out there Mm -hmm. you know you want to know what the what the dark side of me thought right away while they were showing that game of thrones thing what's that like a like a Mr. Skin companion to whatever you're watching. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if like a, a, an attractive actress or actor, whatever your flavor may be, pops up, the, you can have the Mr. Skin companion going, and it will like show whatever nude photos oh, yeah. or sex tapes has been released. Oh my god, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have, about... we're, we're gonna have to edit that out, and we'll we'll market that to them. Isn't that brilliant? That is brilliant. But yeah, I, I think the the whole smart glass thing is is freaking awesome, and it's it's the two screen answer. And and one of my arguments, one of the arguments my friends made, my friend made was, um, you know, it's a, it's a whole separate device. Uh, the the Wii U gamepad has the controller and the screen built right into it. And I was just like, you don't think they're gonna if if this really pans out, you don't think they'll make peripherals where you can attach your iPhone to a controller and you right. know have it right there just like the gamepad. Right. I mean, I think the possibilities really are are endless yeah with this and and i i I seriously think wii u and nintendo is is kind of frightened and that's why they did the whole uh release of information a day before e3 to get out ahead of smart glass yeah Yeah, they've never done that in the past yeah Yeah. that could very well be i never thought of it that way good thinking okay that all you got for smart glass that's all i got all right uh moving on to nike plus connect training which is another feature uh, announced for X- or Microsoft. It's a game that tracks and coaches fitness uh, fitness workouts. Uh, it works with Nike Plus devices like you know sneakers and uh, the Nike Plus Fuel armband type of thing. Um, it's very it relies on Connect obviously because it's in the in the name, but. Uh, what I gathered from it was that uh, it's going to help coach you through like workouts and stuff like uh, form, a lot of form and technique type of stuff that it can, uh, because it, you know, picks up on your body movements. It can tell like when you're working out, when your posture isn't good or, or it, it was, it seems like more of a, an advanced version of we fit. 
you know, because it picks up on your on your body movements a little bit better as opposed to just, you know, balance, I guess. So that's that's what I got out of the Nike Plus Connect training thing. Yeah, I guess it kind of like assesses your your current fitness and customizes a training program for you. Yeah. But it's it's a little more uh interactive. I guess there's like phone updates you can get and you'll do regular reassessments. But the the biggest thing for me I thought was cool was that it'll find people for you to compete with. Yeah. Um because I think I I really think co- competition is a big determining factor in like motivation. Oh yeah. In a lot of different things and I think if if people can find people to compete with for fitness, they're more likely to do it. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, it seemed neat. Once again, it's it's all it's all uh, dependent on how well your connect works for you. You know, um, there's situations where your living room. I, I don't think my living room would work for a connect because it's just too small. So, if you've got a if your connect works well for you, this will probably this will probably work great as a as a fitness trainer for you. Uh, moving on, you don't have anything else to add for that, right, Corey? Nope. Okay. Uh, sports apps. Um, Microsoft added uh, all more ESPN channels, so ESPN two, uh, ESPN U, and another ESPN. Uh, maybe the Spanish ESPN got it was added. One to two three this. and U. Oh, uh, one two three and U. Yeah. I didn't know there was an ESPN three. Me neither. Jeepers. Uh, maybe, also... it's, maybe it's three U. Maybe I just wrote it wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I think. Well, there is ESPN U, and then there's probably ESPN three. Okay. Um, they also added NHL Game Center and NBA, the NBA package. I think League Pass, maybe. I'm I think sure. it was League Pass. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure which one that is. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and then Internet Explorer. They add. They're going to be adding to the Xbox. Which again, I think uh, this is. The, I mean, using they showed a demo with smart using Smart Glass. And you use your phone to use the mouse on Internet Explorer to control mm-hmm. the mouse on Internet Explorer. Oh, that's cool. Which is freaking brilliant. And it made me think uh, a keyboard isn't far behind. You know, using your uh, iOS or, you know, whatever your smartphone may be, use their, that keyboard to enter data. Yeah. You know how much of a pain it is to enter credit card information by using the controller. Yeah. yeah. If you could just use, through Smart Glass, use your yeah, smart good. device keyboard. I have the keyboard on my controller, but... Oh right, yeah, you have. But that for attachment. but for you know for when I'm just watching Netflix or Amazon Instant Video, I don't have my my uh, ex- or my controller on. You know, I just use the remote that comes, the media remote. But you know, being able to use your phone would be great. Yeah, especially surfing the internet because you kind of have to move around and click things. Right, exactly. So, um, and then I think the last thing was Xbox Music, which I didn't really understand. Is it rebranded zune yeah it's replacing the zune is it yeah okay so sadly it's gonna well as long as they you know everything transfers over into the new xbox music or whatever that's fine that's what i was wondering because like i don't want them not to put music for zune anymore so i don't know how that's gonna work like if it's going to just let you still connect your zune but use xbox music or whatever yeah that's probably that'll probably be the case which i hope that's what it is Mm -hmm. i don't want to get an ipod yeah. What do you think, Corey? Uh, I don't know. Is is that the same thing as the Woodstock thing? I don't know. Well, we talked about in our in our preview. We talked about the Woodstock service, not really knowing what it was because it was yeah. just like a rumor. But my girlfriend mentioned something about because the company she's interning for, uh, I guess they were talking about Woodstock a lot. Oh, really? 
uh, mm. yesterday. Like, so I guess whatever it is was revealed. I just okay. don't know anything about it. No, yeah. I, no, I'm not not familiar with that. I assume it's a music thing, you know, Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all I have for for X for Xbox and Microsoft. Do you have anything, Corey? Anything else? Just to a add? couple little things. Uh, they added genre search for Connect Bing. Uh-huh. That's not that big a deal. And they also are adding or have added language support for the Connect voice recognition. Lots. Of, they added a bunch of new languages. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And yeah. And to their content lineup, they added Nickelodeon, Paramount, Machinima, and Univision. Mm-hmm. And they they actually showed uh, when they were showing all the sports stuff that they added, they showed split screen with that, so you could have two things going at once. Oh, that's cool. Which is whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you can game and watch something at the same time. That'd be kind of cool, but they just showed like uh, people watching two N- uh, NBA games at the same time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't. I I have to focus on one or the other. I can't. I can't do more than. You know, I can't play a video game and, and watch sports at the same time. I can listen to sports and play a video game, but yeah. I'm usually distracted by one or the other. So, well, they showed like a room full of people, and like half wanted to watch one game and oh. half wanted to watch the other. So yeah. they had them both going. That makes I don't sense. Know. I was excited for the addition of NHL Game Center to Xbox, though. That's a that's a very good thing for me because that's usually my that's how I watch hockey. So. Didn't you just say you wanted that too? Uh yeah. I think like seriously, maybe two episodes ago, you yeah. said you wanted that. Yeah, I think I talked about it fairly recently. Okay. These these consoles are slowly putting an end to Roku. Yeah. Yeah. I still have my Roku, but it's in the bedroom. Yep. So. They're becoming their own set-top boxes. I did have to, uh, I did have to have both in the living room, for the most part. But um, when I got rid of cable, I put the Roku in the in the bedroom for watching TV in the bedroom, and 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 was you know the Xbox was good enough for everything else except hockey. So now it's good for hockey too. So that's good. Okay, uh, on to EA. EA's conference was, I want to say, two o'clock. Yeah, something like that. Here, two o'clock here. I guess it would be it would yeah. be eleven o'clock uh, Pacific. Um, obviously, no hardware to talk about here. But the first game they showed was Dead Space Three. Uh, they showed some gameplay and revealed co-op, which I feel like was revealed a few days before E3. Didn't we talk about that in last week's episode? I think we talked about it. Yeah, that there was going to be co-op, yeah, so that was no yeah. big surprise, but. Not competitive, but yeah, I think because we talked about they were getting rid of the competitive multiplayer and just yeah. focusing more on the co-op. Yeah. Which, I, I haven't played any of the Dead Space games. Uh, they they interest me, but I haven't played them, so it didn't really mean anything to me that they added co-op. Well, so. what, what interests me about them is exactly what they got away from in this one, and this is like the, the kind of tense, enclosed space uh, horror aspect of it rather than the action, which... That seemed, at least in the demo they showed, it was pretty much all action. Yeah, um, some people are actually a little worried about their more focus on action, and uh, they brought up Resident Evil as why that's not the same as it used to be, is because they're more action oriented as opposed to, you know, the the survival type of horror game. So yeah, and I mean, so some people yeah, that are worried might be about what's, it. What sells better, but everything is just slowly becoming Call of Duty. The same, yeah. yeah. It kind of sucks. Yeah, I agree. Um, next was Madden 13. They talked a little, you know, EA presented Madden 13 with, uh, Michael Irvin, uh, legendary Hall of Fame Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the guy that was presenting 
with Michael Irvin seemed intimidated by him a little bit. Yeah, understandably <laughs> so. Understandably so. He's a big dude. Um, they showed the. Go ahead. Nope. Go. I, uh, go ahead. Oh, they showed the Infinity Physics Engine, which is the new physics engine that I think they were using in FIFA already, um, but they put it in in the football game, so it makes it so no hit, no two plays are ever the same because the hits are different. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see how that worked, but yeah, they said a bunch of stuff. Like they said it was more realistic, more intense collisions, more dynamic collisions. But they say that uh, every year pretty much. Yeah, and it's just like it, it to me it doesn't really look any different no. than usual, but no, you know, whatever. They have to sell the game somehow. But they did say little guys are more likely or are going to have to use their speed and agility rather than, you know, just being able to Yeah. Do the same thing the big guys do, which is good. Yeah, they use their speed and agility to keep defenders off balance, which, I mean, that's what happens in real life, but we'll see if that translates to the game. And they, they said that um, there's no predetermined outcomes. Like, if, if the tackle animation starts, I guess in past games, you knew you were going to get tackled, but now right. that's not the case, which you is kind of cool. Bust out of it. Yeah, you can you can break loose. Yeah. They also have a new RPG-esque player progression um, for the, must be the career yeah, the, connected like, careers mode. Yeah, which uh, sounded kind of cool, but it's pr- probably not enough to sell me on the game. They they said the, I don't know. They I remember something about a virtual tr- Twitter feed where they talk about, you know, they can talk about your play. Like Rich Eisen has a virtual Twitter feed on there where he'll, where he'll talk about oh. what's going on in the league and whatnot. And there's a few other <laughs> other neat. people that I that I recognized uh, in the sporting community. So. Uh-huh. It was funny when they mentioned that because Michael Irvin was just like, oh, no, (laughs) one real Twitter world is enough. We don't need more. Yeah, and he also mentioned that he was glad that Twitter wasn't around back in his playing days (laughs) because he did fine on the field but had a little little trouble uh, staying out of trouble off the field. field, So, Well, can't blame a guy for wanting to have fun on the weekends. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. (laughs) As our old man says. Yeah. Uh, so that's all there is for I have for Madden. Did you have anything else for Madden, Corey? Yeah, I just wanted to mention the the connected careers mode does sound kind of cool be- because it combines the career into uh, like franchise mode, online franchise. It kind of combines it all into one, mm-hmm. and you can use your player interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can be a per- current player, you can be a legend, you can be a coach, or you can make a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, there's a little bit of RPG elements, but you have the ultimate goal of making the hall of fame. So yeah, you get like experience and then you can use that to put into your abilities. That's yep. kind of the, kind of the idea that I got from it. Oh, and, and they said you can manage your team on a PC tablet or smartphone, uh-huh. which seems to be a big theme in E3 this year. A oh, lot of absolutely. device integration. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, SimCity social is next, which Man. is, yeah, it's just the Facebook version of SimCity. Um, seems to be like a stripped down, stripped down version of SimCity, specifically for Facebook. So probably free to play. Probably free to play. Yeah, microtransactions. Yeah. If you're um, into that, might yeah. Be fun. Yeah. Mm. If you're into that, they also revealed the new SimCity for PC, which um, looked cool. Uh, there's multiplayer in it, I guess, where your city. I guess maybe you have cities amongst your friends' cities. Um, and then the things that happen in your city or your friends' cities like uh, affect each other's cities. Yeah, they said choices you make for your city will affect other cities, which to me is kind of brilliant because especially in those games, like um, when, you, when you're making decisions and stuff like that, it's just 
it's disregarding the bigger picture. Right. And now yeah. that you kind of have to take that into consideration, I think it'll be a lot more fun. Yeah, That's... because in in those games, you're kind of making all the decisions for your city in a vacuum because there's nothing else around you. You know, you don't know what's out in the rest of right. the world. So, yeah, you can do whatever you want. But, yeah, I mean, in the like Corey said, in the bigger picture, stuff you do in your city does affect other places so that's a really cool idea i could really make good versus evil type yeah. of yeah it makes it seem a little more realistic too i think mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I thought that was brilliant and it was really refreshing to see that footage because like before that uh even with microsoft you know they're just bombarding bombarding us with these shooters and like crap like that and it's just refreshing to see something like this especially sim city because i mean as a as a young kid you know sim city was pretty pretty prevalent yeah it was it was very popular i i i mean i might end up getting it we'll see it's supposed to come out next year i think early next year is february february yeah 2013 yeah so uh, it's something i'll keep an eye on and we'll we'll see when it gets there they did say that um it is going to be online only uh and they promised not to make the same mistakes that diablo made so we'll (laughs) we'll see if that happens (laughs) blah 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 yeah exactly they they did show the like monster attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. I agree. That's what SimCity is all about. Yep. Just throwing that little surprise to your city's citizens. <laughs> um, Battlefield 3, uh, they announced a premium service for Battlefield 3, which is $50, and you get all the expansions as well as some exclusive item in-game items, I guess. Yeah. I've got... Um, go ahead. No, I don't have the items listed. Sorry. Oh. But I... I I do have the the numbers if you want to hear them. Yeah, there's like five expansions for it, maybe. Five expansions, 20 more weapons, 10 new vehicles, and hundreds of hours of more content. Yeah. Which, the thing I like about their expansions was they all seem to have a theme. Uh, There's one with, you know, kind of close combat that's just infantry and infantry. They had uh, one that's vehicle heavy. Mm Yeah. so I, I did kind of like that. I think that's an uh, inter- interesting way to go with the the shooter yeah. uh, stuff. So It's kind of like Call of Duty Elite, but I feel like it's a little bit more robust, I guess, than Call of Duty Elite is. Yeah. I feel like Elite is just, you know, online service where you, you know, can get stats and everything like that. Yeah. This is more content-driven, but I right. could be wrong. Yeah. I didn't see a lot about, a lot about it. Yeah. Anything for that, Corey? Uh, no, but... No. Right before that, they said, I forget who it was that said it, but uh, this quote kind of jumped out at me because he said that games are changing from a thing you buy to a place you go. And all I could think about was, yeah, because people like EA are making it be that way. Yeah, not not because we have a choice. gamers want it that way. Right. And it's just speaking to that whole thing we've talked about on here a bunch, like the shell theory, like that games are becoming this just like shell and... um, it's it's going to turn into this thing, like place you go where you have to buy all the content you want separately instead yeah. of you know what you see is what you get. It's just like yeah. who pays where, for this and who pays for this, and you're just like tacking on little pieces of the game. Yeah. Whereas you know if you're someone like me who likes to get everything, you know I like to do all the missions, do all the quests, get all the items in in the games that I play. You'd have to spend hundreds of dollars to get everything. You know. Yeah. It's it's fine if they want to give me this like free game and say you know it's free or you can just pay sixty dollars and have everything right um you know that that's fine but like it's it's not that anymore it's just like whoever pays the most money has the most whatever you know yeah yeah I agree I don't know um moving on Star Wars the Old Republic 
they announced some updates, including uh, new difficulty levels for the um, missions or raids. Uh, they have a name in Star Wars, the Republic, and I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, flashpoints, maybe? Is that what it is? It's either uh, flashpoints or operations. I think there's. I think it's both. I think okay. one's like a one group, and then one's multi group, maybe. So now some updates for those. Uh, a few new ones they announced, and then they also announced that the game is going to be free to starting in the summer. I think is going to be free to play to level fifteen. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so if you are interested but didn't want to drop the money for it, you can you can give it a try for up to level fifteen. Hmm. So. I felt so bad for that guy who had to come out there and yeah, talk about that. That yeah. sucks. Cause like, I mean, I, I don't know. He's just like trying so hard to get people to play this game and they just put it all on him to like, I don't know all the stuff he announced sound promising. sounded promising, but yeah. I still think it's too little too late Yeah. for the game. I mean, people just blitz through that, that content. Yeah, I agree. They should what they said. They said people played that in like record, uh, time you know yeah well i think what a lot of people wanted to do and i i think i brought this up when when we reviewed it on the on the podcast is that you know it was it was a great story and you if you could do your character story in one month you didn't really need to play anymore if you were if you you know if you didn't really like the game so i think people wanted to get through race through their their character storyline so they didn't have to start paying the monthly subscription so yeah, you know, you spent you spent sixty dollars on a really good, long story, uh, you know, and you didn't have to go anywhere with it yeah. after that. So that, that's a good point. And I think they were counting on like once you played through with one character and enjoyed the story so much, you'd want to do it all over again with a with a different character. And I don't yeah. think a lot of people ended up doing that. No, I think it was just like they they played it as if it were a typical MMO. Like, right. Get my guy to the highest level and then start loot whoring. And then when they ran out of content for that, they're just like, oh, this, this, there's no content here. Right. When there is, it's just different from what people are used to in an MMO. Right. The content is story. Yeah. I feel like maybe maybe down the line, you know, people start coming back to it for... Yeah. That's why it's good with me, because by the time I get back playing, it's going to be there's some a lot more, more, stuff. Conti- more yeah. content. And I actually will probably be playing this game again in this... Oh, I know I know I will be playing this game over the summer, because there's not a lot of new stuff coming out, so... Same here, Dan. Um, yeah. I've been wanting to play it really bad. I just haven't been able to. Yep. So I'll probably revisit it at some point, too. Yeah. Because I, I loved it. I still, you know, enjoyed it, so... So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Medal of Honor Warfighter which I think was announced before, um, but there was a, a gameplay trailer, um, which was a you know a cool video for it, which they showed uh, some American troops uh, attacking a Somali pirate-like outpost, kind of. Um, I was actually really impressed with the, the video for this game. It looked amazing, the graphics. Um, looked very action-packed. Uh, it looked great it was actually kind of surprising how good it looked so yeah i agree with you on that it was one of the more shining shining points for the ea press conference i thought yeah which is kind of sad <laughs> if you ask me but yeah. no, i agree that it didn't yeah. look really good yeah it, uh, i probably won't be buying it because i'm not s- super into shooters but i'll, I'll keep track of it mm-hmm. so one one thing that interested me about that is that they said that every mission has a dotted line to a real world event or hotspot. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I like that too. Yep. That's a good idea because it keeps it. Uh, 
I don't want to say re- yeah yeah it, it keeps it yeah topical and and yeah, related to real, real world, world stuff you know it adds that layer of um what's the word reality yeah yeah I don't know kind of well that's I mean this is I don't want to get too far off topic but um Genova Chen the guy who I think he was the lead designer on games like Journey and Flower said is the biggest problem with games is um as gamers grow like when they play these games they want a little more out of it than just uh you know just mindless entertainment yeah which i think is definitely true like yeah. a lot of even even playing like a more historically based game like civilization games i feel like i'm getting so much more out of them just by immersing myself in in even though it's not real it takes from real life right yeah it's got that t- the extra tie to it that a lot of other stuff doesn't right and even something like this you know you go and fight somebody who might not be aware of uh current current what is what's the word i'm looking for current, current events, events or Current uh, affairs. Yeah, foreign affairs or whatever. Can play a game like this and at least know when somebody says, oh, the Somali pirates, they can know, like, oh, yeah, the Somali pirates. Yeah, that, that's a real massacred thing. Massacred them in Medal of Honor. Yep. Um, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're bad dudes, you yeah. know. It's as simple as that, really. So, I, I, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yep. Uh, after that, the EA made some sports game announcements. Uh, I think the only thing I really got out of this was that FIFA 12 stuff will carry over to FIFA 13. Um, so I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, Eric is our, our resident FIFA player, so he probably would have a better insight on what that means. But and I guess uh, they they have a Madden NFL social game. Yeah, Facebook and phone and I don't know whatever. Yeah, I didn't really uh, get that. I Who felt cares? like there was a lot of stuff that went on during these press conferences that I just didn't didn't understand. Well, a lot of that is you know the the magician work like. If we draw their attention towards this aspect of it, we don't have to discuss the bad aspect of it. Right. Yeah, I um, can see that. So a lot of times when they're presenting these games, it just kind of it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. Uh, Need for Speed, Most Wanted. I, d- I don't know if it had a different name because I f- did play a Need for Speed, Most Wanted. It might have another thing after that because I played the first uh, Need for Speed on Xbox. But uh, this showed uh, just a gameplay like kind of trailer, which uh, once again looked cool. It was a Need for Speed game. Um, showed a guy like racing around a city, avoiding the cops, and that's that's the whole the whole thing about it, I guess, was avoiding the the police. And they showed some uh, some of the multiplayer type of stuff for it. You know, race you know racing against your friends or um, getting points. I don't know. All that fun stuff. Yeah, what'd you have for that one, Corey? It's unfortunate because I had nothing. I okay. think I was distracted. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, it's a it's a Need for Speed game. It's it's more of the same. So I didn't see anything there that really really piqued my interest. Um, so on to on to Crisis Three, which was their last game. Um, for those of you that have played Crisis, it's a really graphically superior kind of futuristic shooter. Um, they had a gameplay demo for Crisis 3, which showed uh, the main character kind of in, like, a jungle type of setting, uh, shooting stuff up. Um, and in Crisis fashion, you know, it looked looked fantastic. Um, I haven't played any of the Crisis games, so it really didn't mean much to me. Uh, it did look nice, so. But I didn't get anything out of it other than that. 
Yeah, I, all I've heard is that it's. I, I guess they didn't change it much from Crisis Two. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't play that either, so I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Cri- I mean, Crisis didn't. Like I said, didn't really mean too much to me. So. Yeah. Uh. Well, I guess we'll take a quick break. Uh, we've been going for about an hour, so we're gonna take a quick break. Be right back with the other three major press conferences and everything else right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 46 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are halfway, well, probably not quite halfway through our E3 2012 recap. We are currently on Ubisoft's, uh, I I keep wanting to say press conference, but it really wasn't a press conference. It was more of a presentation, right? They were presentations. Yeah. I feel like there's a name Mm. for for what they presentation right it's not i, don't I know. thought they called them press conferences really because a press but conference is really more like q a i would think. uh yeah yeah but anyway uh ubisoft's what's that press presentation yeah uh ubisoft's uh featured aisha tyler as the host who i really i, I really like aisha tyler um, yeah she was good out there too she was i I think it was she's a good choice because uh, she's a stand-up comedian, obviously, and has spent twenty years being on stage. Yeah, and she's a gamer. And she's a gamer. Yeah, I wanted to get into that too because I listened to her podcast and uh, she interviewed Cliff Blazinski from Epic Games on her podcast, and uh, Zachary Levi, who's also a huge gamer and who was at E3. Um, he's one of the founders of Nerd Machine, I think it is. Uh, which I think right now is just clothing, like a like a clothing company. But I think mm-hmm. he's expanding into other things. Uh, he's on the show Chuck. If you were wondering, he's the oh, yeah. like, main character on Chuck. So yeah, it was hosted by her. Um, they started off with the game Just Dance Four, which uh, with a live performance by Flo Rida, who I could very easily tell was not lip syncing. Because it sounded like a live performance. You could hear him, like, kind of breathing into the microphone and stuff. Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, I, that's something I kind of like. Because he was obviously, like, rapping. You yeah. Know? He was doing it live. You know, he wasn't... Uh... You appreciate it more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, even though I'm not really into rap or hip-hop or whatever it was, it was it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game meant nothing to me. I don't really <laughs> really care at all about it, so... 
Yeah, me neither. Nothing really mentioned there. Um, Far Cry 3 was their first kind of game they went into. Um, the trailer kind of started off shockingly with a uh, naked woman. Yeah, I didn't even know if they could like swear in these things. Yeah, there are some F-bombs. Yeah, I know, and that's what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, like the Far Cry 3 trailer opens up with this tribal woman uh, giving some dude a lap dance, pretty much. I wonder how they did that, because I watched the... I've, I think I watched the Spike TV feed for this one. I wonder if they like blurred it out on TV. I don't know. Maybe maybe they still like recorded it, but didn't have it on TV. So like internet people were still able to watch. I don't know. Because yeah. I watched it the same way. I, w- I was on the, the game trailer Spike TV coverage. Yeah. Uh, I want, Maybe there was a delay and they just fuzzed that stuff out or and, and blanked out the, the swear words. But, yeah, it could uh, have been. I don't know. It was, it was pretty uh, pretty interesting. Um, I mean, the game didn't really – doesn't do anything for me. I haven't played any of the Far, Far Cry games. Um, people seem to be excited for Far Cry. But, yeah, the, the it showed – this trailer started off with a naked woman. Uh, went into some shooting. There's some interesting things that happen, like uh, tight. There was tigers in the game that you know someone the the guy shot the cage to open it up, and the tigers jumped out and attacked attacked some of the bad guys that were there. But then he ended up having to shoot the tigers too, which I I, I didn't really care much for that. You that weren't was, into that one. No, uh, tigers are kind of a rare creature, and just to see them. Get you know, murdered. get blown blown up by grenades and stuff is a little <laughs> bit upsetting. But it was a kind of a cool trailer. I'm not interested in the game, but it was it was neat nonetheless. Caught your interest though. Yeah, not really. No. I yeah, it was a it was a shocking like showing for the game. Mm-hmm. So if that's what they were going for, mission accomplished. Uh, what'd you have for Far Cry Three, Corey? Uh, nothing. I mean, with me, again, that's just another one. It's just, like, yeah. fresh no- paint job. Another shooter. Maybe, a, like, a slight few different mechanics, but... Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Yep. Uh, and then they showed Splinter Cell Blacklist. Um, they showed a little more in-depth gameplay. Once again, I didn't really have an interest in that. Uh, I don't remember specifically what happened during the U- Ubisoft conference, um, as opposed to the Microsoft one. So... Yeah. Nothing else to talk about there. They showed uh, uh, like a teaser trailer for Avengers Battle for Earth. Um, as I said, it was just a teaser trailer, so you really didn't know. You didn't get an, an idea of what the game's going to be about. But it did have a Wii U logo. It did have a Wii U, lo- Wii U logo, yes. Which I was, forgot to that write that like down. The first Wii U game. Yep. Kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went into Rayman Legends for the Wii U, which they actually kind of showed what the what the Wii the game they showed a gameplay demonstration. So they kind of showed the the integration of the Wii U controller, mm-hmm. which the, I thought was kind of pathetic, really. Uh, yeah, I wasn't that impressed by it. Uh, they kind of showed how they can have up to five people playing at the same time, and the person with the uh, tablet controller has a different thing that they do as opposed to everyone else so in this one the the person controlling the tablet um played like a little flying type of guy and and the flying guy had to like release things for the person that was playing as rayman and the and the other character that was in the game i'm not familiar with rayman so i didn't really know yeah 
know what it was about. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really see how that was anything too exciting for me. No, and and the first thing I thought of was, uh, you know, you could just do that with smart glass too. So right, right, right. Yeah, because there wasn't. They were just touching things on the screen. I didn't didn't seem yeah. to think there was any uh, control like controller input. No, you that. you slid your finger around to move the the character, and then you tapped to jump or something like that. Or yeah, to... and and to uh, to touch things or unlock things for for Rayman. Yeah. So they showed that, uh, and then they went into a game trailer for what was announced as Zombie U, which is apparently uh like a. Re- it was initially called like something Freaks from Outer Space or something like that. It was it was initially a different game, but they rebranded it as like a zombie game, and they 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 showed, um, they showed a trailer of uh, it's in looks like it takes place in Great Britain, um, because they showed the the soldiers with the red red coats on, mm-hmm. um, so it looks like it takes place in London. But yeah, they just they just showed like a teaser trailer for it. Yeah, it was it was just for zombie like zombie panning, Yeah, it was just like panning around three D stills. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any action in it right um i mean it looked cool like that it was presented pretty cool there was one i remember towards the end they had some guy sitting at his desk and first you saw like him with a gun in his mouth and then oh, it panned yeah. around behind his head and he had already pulled the trigger yeah and the back of his head was like exploded and then it, it like looked beyond him and there was one of the zombies coming at him i think there was a bunch of them oh, okay and one of them wasn't more in the foreground but if you look there's a bunch and he had like a picture of his wife and kid up on his computer or something and yeah. he, they showed a close up of his face, and you know he had tears in his face. And yeah, he was holding the gun. But like Corey said, as they zoomed around to the back of the head, you could tell he had already shot himself in the head. As the zombies were were filtering into his office, it's called Zombie U. Zombie U. And this was just a um, uh, like a teaser trailer for it that they showed during the Ubisoft press conference. So I'm have to look which at I that. thought was an awesome teaser trailer. Oh yeah, as but far it as say te- much about the game, right? As far as teaser trailer tre- teaser trailers go, this was really really cool looking. I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they showed a trailer for Shoot Mania. Which they had a couple pro gamers come out and and demonstrate. It was it was just like a it was a very generic like shooter game. It was supposed to test someone's like shooter skill. I didn't really care for that at all. Mm-hmm. Didn't well, the, yeah they they marched in Counter Strike World Champions. Yeah, uh, which is whatever. I, I don't know. I, I never really played Counter Strike. I know people probably are still playing it. Uh, oh yeah, that that game's from like it's not from the nineties, is it? Early yeah, 2000s? I think so. Late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, late nineties, early two thousands, probably. Yeah, well, there's a new. But one it's just coming. meant, yeah, it's just meant to be like an esports game, um, free to play, I guess. And just like Dan said, you know, testing your metal against other people, and yeah. the, the the way they did it was just, I don't know, kind of contrived and just seemed silly. Yeah, I agree. And it did, like the whole idea for the game was it, there was you just shot and moved around and jumped. Really, there wasn't. Uh, yeah. You had one one type of gun, like it was three against one. One person had a rocket launcher. Well, I mean, it was three on three, but the attacking team only got one person to right, try at the right. time. Yeah, um, and the defending player got the rocket launcher and took two hits from the guns of the attacking players, um, whereas the rocket launcher only needed one hit to kill the the attacking players. So, mm. uh, yeah, not much to talk about for that. 
Um, and then they went into a new IP, which I was excited for. But they went on to explain about the or the the before they got into the game, they talked about uh, the power outage that happened in the Northeast in the what two thousand four was it? I think it was three two thousand three. Um, and the, I don't know. I guess they changed up history, but they said you know some. Uh, some disgruntled like worker uploaded a virus or something onto a computer that knocked out the power in the entire Northeast. So um, some company came up with a roundabout way and updated the, the power grid and all that stuff. I don't remember what the name of that was. Do you remember what the name of that was? It was something. I don't know. It was like oh, it was a CTOS. I think. Was oh the yeah. Name of it. Yeah, it was CTOS. like central operating system or something like yeah. that. CTOS. Um. And that was like a the the pre to the announcement of the game Watchdogs, um, which was you know they for this they showed a reveal and then they showed some gameplay, which showed uh you know like a guy in a trench coat kind of walking around in the city, can't really tell what's going on at first, but then he calls up a thing on his cell phone and knocks out everybody's cell phones that's standing around him, um, which distracts a guard so he can get you know the guard. There's like a like a bouncer like at a nightclub yeah and you know he's talking on his phone too so when he you know he walks out like closer to the street to try and get reception and the character like sneaks in oh that's cool into the uh into the nightclub and there's a few things that happen in there um i don't really i don't recall uh the name of the guy but you're you're actually like going after a guy and you go into this nightclub to attract his attention so uh once you realize that he uh his attention is is peaked by your being there you uh go to meet him like out in the street and it shows a, a brief combat thing like hand-to-hand combat where you've got like a little police baton and you beat the crap out of a guy um and then you go out into the street and it's like raining and uh graphically i mean i think i think the game looks incredible cuz it shows you know all the all the refuck, reflections of the city lights like um, you know, bouncing off the rain and, you know, reflecting as they would in like a real real life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, basically what watchdogs is, is kind of like, I don't, it's, it's a little hard to explain. It's a, it's a, like a gadget kind of base game. Um, and kinda you like... have control of the like systems of a city, like, uh, uh, cameras and traffic lights and stuff like that. Like you have control over that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's kind of like has the stealth element, kind of like Deus Ex. Yeah, they but... mentioned it. I think they said, or no, was it? yeah, it's a little bit Deus Ex. It's got a little bit of that in it, but I don't know. What, what do you have for Watchdogs, Corey? Well, yeah, as you said, they kind of built it up is talking about the real world and like the fred- fragility of of information and how everything is moving to like the smart grid. Yeah. And uh, you know, just just by talking about the power outage. And the the one guy, how he had that power to do that, and like everything is becoming more and more centralized and easier to hack, right? And rather than um, become being that, if it's more difficult, um, yeah, it's harder to manage power and stuff like that. But it's also safer. Um, but as things move away from that and move to be easier to manage, like everything is kind of open. Yeah, to access, and that's kind of what they play off of. You play the character of Agent Pierce, and he kind of has access to all that stuff. Um, yeah, he jams the cell phones outside. I think it's like a theater or a nightclub, like he's yeah. 
he like jams communications goes in. Um, but one of the coolest things he does is when he goes out and he goes to the intersection. Oh and yeah, hacks all the lights from green to uh, or from red to green. So all the cars just start busting through the intersection. Of course, there's this huge pile up in the middle of the intersection. Then there's a little gunfight, which is really cool. And then um, after that happens, it kind of pulls out, and you see another character being controlled by another player, like looking over what had just happened at that intersection. Yeah. So it's kind of like, at first I thought it was co-op, but I guess what it was was that player um, had entered this other player's world and was hunting that other player. Which I think is freaking brilliant. It's kind of yeah. like Dark Souls, um, where somebody can enter your world and attack you, except yeah. it seemed like you don't really know. The person who was playing originally didn't really know that that other person was in his world hunting right. him. Right, and And then it kind of zooms out, and it shows, like, all over the city, a bunch of different players that were in that same world kind of having at, at least some knowledge of, of that character that, that started out in the game, you know, whether they were trying to help them or... Go after them. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it has this this game has a lot of potential. And when I first saw it, I was like, holy crap, this is freaking awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. It it blew me away when I saw it too. Um I was very, very, very excited for it. So that's definitely one to pay attention to. Oh, they announced that it's a lot of people speculated, at least when it first came out, that it would be a next generation title because the graphics were so good. Um, but it's going to be PC, uh, Xbox 360, and PS3. It's going to be released for so. Sweet. It was con- definitely confirmed for those systems. I guess the demo that they ha- that they showed the game on was a high end PC. So. Okay. Yeah. So graphically, it, it was better probably than the PS3 or the Xbox 360 are going to be all handle. So. That was the first thing I noticed about it though was. A lot of games do, like, the open city thing, like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. Um, but even, even, like, Skyrim, you know, fantasy settings. But in this one, the world seemed, like, realistically populated. Yeah. You know, there was a ton of people going about their business and yeah. cars everywhere. Mm-hmm. and Absolutely. And, and like you said, it all looked really sharp. Yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty fantastic looking. S- sounds awesome. I'm actually, like, super excited for that game. Oh, and I, I also read that it's going to use, it'll use Microsoft Smart Glass. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so I like I don't know what kind of stuff, but I, that's the type of game where you would definitely be able to take advantage because it's all it's all gadget based and and hacking based and all that stuff. So. Sure. Yeah, like even if you're playing your controller and um you have to stop moving your guy as you would in the game to pull out your phone and hack the lights at the intersection. Right. Talk about immersion. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great idea. Um, I think that's all. I, that's all I've got for Ubisoft. Do you have you anything else, something. Dad? Did I? Yes, two what? things actually. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, they showed a Wii U montage of all the games they were developing for Wii U. Yeah. Uh, that Rabbids game, uh-huh. Your Shape Fitness Evolved, I guess, Sports Connection, and Just Dance Four, which we talked about. But mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Three. Yes. Do you want to talk about that now? Sure. Yeah. Or not? No, go ahead. You don't have to. I, it was part of the conference, wasn't it? It's part of I, Ubisoft, wasn't it? I don't. I think. I think maybe they just showed during the the Wii thing. They showed some gameplay for it, and that it was coming out. Coming out. Oh, see, I'm I'm confused because I thought because it, it was out for a couple different. Uh, it was out for. They showed Assassin's Creed Three for a couple different conference pre, uh, press presentations. So yeah, yeah, they yeah they did show it during Ubisoft. Okay, at least 
you know, not gameplay. Or maybe some Yeah, they did show some gameplay. Okay. I'm sure they did because it's their game, so they yeah, would probably be showing something for it. It's their tent pole. Yeah, I didn't have anything for it, so if you want to talk about it, go for it. Uh, At well, least for Ubisoft's conference. It's a beauty. Yeah. I can say that. Uh, they said you interact with people like George Washington, Ben Franklin, Lafayette, and Lee. Um, and they started with like an in-engine cutscene, and then it went right into gameplay. And it showed your assassin, whose name is Connor or something or other. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who is half native. Uh-huh. Um, he's skipping across frozen branches, frozen tree branches. And then he crawls through some brush. He goes on the ground, crawls through some brush, and puts an arrow into a deer. Then some wolves show up, he dodges the wolves, shoots them, stabs them, whatever he has to do, which basically showcased, you know, his, his combat capabilities, which was freaking awesome. And that you're, you'll be fighting not only people, but nature. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and so after that, Connor walks through this camp, and the one thing that stood out to me was that you, you kind of pick up quests without actually stopping to interact with people, because he walked past somebody, and he, the... the non-player character said something to him like hey can you help me with blah 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 um and the person controlling connor didn't stop to talk to him he just kept going but it said you know quest quest added or something like that Mm -hmm. so you know which i thought was cool because you can pick stuff up without having to stop having to stop to do it and click accept quest or whatever uh but i I found out later on that templars are the enemy no matter what it's not it's not it's not just the british yeah, it's not the British versus the colonists. It's, you know, you're going to be fighting both sides. Um, and it takes place in cities, the wilderness, summer. There's summer, even though a lot of what they showed was snow. And then they also showed, this was it during the Sony press conference where yeah. they showed the sea battles. Yep. Or was that Wii U's conference? No, that was that was Sony. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was, I thought that was freaking awesome. That yeah. was so cool to see. And the ocean looks so real. Um, and then a storm came in, and you're fighting this British ship from your ship. And it's just like traditional sea combat was. You had to pull up alongside so you could fire your, your grape shot or your cannons or whatever have you at the opposing enemy ship. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I loved every second of every bit of that game that I saw. Yep. And I actually did see some multiplayer. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, I saw a multiplayer video. It was okay. the. I guess it was a lot like... Was it two they had multiplayer in, or was it just Revelation? Uh, Revelations and Brotherhood. Revelations and Brotherhood. Yeah, it was the same type of like cat and mouse game, um, but they did say they have over a dozen multiplayer modes for Assassin's Creed Three. Nice, nice. So yeah, and it, it was cool. If if you don't know about the Assassin's Creed Three or Assassin's Creed multiplayer in general, I should say you basically have to act like a non-player character until you can strike uh, the opposing player. So everybody's like walking around in this. Am I right, Will? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, everybody's like walking around in this small area, and uh, everybody has to act like an avatar. And if you spot one of your enemies, you know, yep. doing something that doesn't look like what a what an NPC would do, you got to kill him. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, really fun. Yeah, huh. it is fun. Cool. But yeah, they they showed some more stuff of that. But I don't know that uh, the game just looks beautiful, and I love that setting, and the character seems like it'll be very interesting to play. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yahoo. Yahoo okay. for that. All right, uh, on to Sony. Sony's was nighttime. I think it was started at, uh, it was 9 o'clock here. It would have been 6 o'clock um, Pacific. So, um, 
this one I'm going to do like Microsoft. The games that were announced that they showed uh, were first was uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Ooh, um, boy! For the PS3 and Vita, um, they showed some gameplay for this. It was like Smash Brothers to a T. Uh, they announced two new characters, which were Nathan Drake from Uncharted and Big Daddy from Bioshock. Really, two two yep. great additions. Yep, I think. Um, uh, one of the things they talked about with that was um oh i don't remember what they called it but it was uh the thing where you can play because it, it's it's coming out for ps3 and vita you can uh play it on ps3 or vita and have your progress saved and stuff what was that yeah, thing called it's cross compatible yeah but it hadn't they had a name for it or it was like controller connect or something like that um i don't know yeah but you could actually you could actually play multiplayer with people uh, cross platform Vita right. and PS3, oh, right. which is what they showed. Yeah, they showed two people playing on PS Vitas and two people playing on console. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Really cool. And yeah. yeah, it does look it looks very similar to Smash Brothers, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Uh, I love Smash Brothers. Yeah. And I think I think PlayStation has the quirkier characters. Uh huh. Um. You know, it'll it, it it'd just be cool to see like Nathan Drake fighting Kratos from God of War. You know, right. like it's just so yeah. different. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Whereas... Go ahead, Will. I was like, I was just thinking about that. How different that is. Yeah. Whereas you know, in Smash Brothers, it's all kind of like cartoony characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But th- th- what's different about it is that you can't knock people. There's no, at least in the map they showed, there's no way to fall off the sides. And you have to kill people by charging up your super attack, and you do that by damaging your opponents. So once you charge up a super attack, you can either launch your level one super attack or try and level up the super attack to level two. I think it goes like level three or four. And of course, the higher level of your super attack, the more damage it's going to do, the more deadly it is. So it kind of takes the idea of the smash balls from Smash Brothers and makes that like the main focus, main yeah, main gameplay mechanic. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it looked cool. I I might get it that's a might get for me um i think it'd be fun to play with friends so yeah. long as it feels as good as smash brothers does right uh-huh okay uh assassin's creed 3 was then was next for the already announced games and this one as i said it was already shown uh they just showed the sea battles uh for the sony press conference sony presentation uh they also announced a bundle with the ps3 and exclusive dlc with assassin's creed 3 so if you don't already own a PlayStation 3 and want to get one, you can get the Assassin's Creed 3 bundle. Um, and then they showed Far Cry 3 again. Uh, they announced four-player co-op, which I think people are unclear as to whether the four-player co-op is exclusive to Sony or if it's going to be on the other platforms too. I'm not sure about that one yet. My guess is it's not that it's not. all the platforms. Yeah, I would think so. I think it's probably easier to just make the game you know, and then put it on the different platforms as opposed to giving different platforms, you know, exclusive things like that. I think think that'd be a little more difficult, but yeah, but they did say that, um, you know, they built it up and then they said, we built two different games. So I guess the co-op campaign is totally different from the single player campaign. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Once again, not that interested in Far Cry. 
Yeah, I don't see what the appeal is at all, to be honest with you. I didn't see anything in any of those demos that was like, oh, wow, that's, that's cool, or that could be fun, or I want to play that. Yep. No no interest. No. Um, God of War Ascension was the, ne- was the next uh, already announced thing. Um, they showed some gameplay from that, which showed uh, Kratos uh, whooping some butt on some guys. Uh, looks, you know, looks good. Yeah, the gameplay looks good, but I thought the, the overall was just kind of boring yeah oh yeah yeah because that's a game that's fun to play but it's not really one that's probably fun to watch at least it didn't seem it from the five or ten minutes whatever that that i watched yeah that that slice they gave us of the game was just i don't know kind of dull yeah and too long you know yeah one thing if they did that for like a minute or so but yeah it was like five minutes maybe yeah there there was actually a lot of those where i thought stuff just dragged on for too long what but, a waste of stage time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last game that people already knew about was The Last of Us, um, which they showed, uh, I, I guess, did they show a trailer? But they showed some gameplay from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks incredible. Um, it showed the the guy and the girl kind of sneaking around in a building, and they, they go in, and they come across, I don't know, these dudes. I don't, I don't, I don't really scavengers. know what the scavengers. I don't know what the, what the background for the game is. It's post-apocalypse, right? Yeah. yeah. Um and it shows, you know, some combat, some fighting with those guys. Um looks really great, I thought. I yeah. thought it was one of the highlights of the it was the highlight I think of of Sony's for me. Yeah, I mean what, it, it it's it's one it's your typical, you know, third person. I think it's over the shoulder or is yeah. just from behind. I'm not sure. Um but yeah, what I really liked about it is the violence. Yeah. Um which I thought it was more tasteful than like over the top gratuitous. Yeah. Um yeah, it was violent, but it was more real violent. Yeah. There wasn't just like blood squirting everywhere. Right, it was just, right, like, right. A lot of blood as there would be when you freaking, you know, stab somebody. Stab somebody. Yeah. Um but also like the 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 set of the the hotel, I think they were in a hotel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um it's just very tense action because uh, you and this girl were in this hotel room, and of course you're trying to protect the girl that's with you and yourself. And there's like I think there was three or four bad guys in there, and you're just like running between rooms, kind of like hiding from each other, trying to surprise each other and kill it. Yeah, I just thought it was was really cool. Yeah, and I think what, one of the things that that I was impressed by, and I don't know, it must have been part of the gameplay is is the way the girl interacts with because there was a time where you know there was one of the bad guys bearing down on you with a gun. You're you were out of bullets, and she surprised him and jumped out at him, scared him long enough for you to you know get the gun away from him, and I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. And then the part at the end where he you were you were fighting a guy and he kind of got you on the ground and you thought you were beaten and the girl like jumped on him and stabbed him in the back, yep. which gave you enough time to grab the shotgun and blow his head off. Yeah. Oh man. It was it was a pretty pretty incredible trailer. I think that was what they ended the Sony press conference with, right? Was the yep. Last of Us? Yep. Yeah, that was pretty incredible too. Like really really good looking, good looking game, good looking gameplay so far. So that's yeah, not a dog. Didn't they have like zombies last year when they showed that game? Yeah, it's uh, I was reading some stuff year. about it, and it's more it's not like zombies, but it's like an infection for the human race. And they become uh, like a, a fungus type of creature. Hmm. Okay. So that's that's how it is. So it's not only fighting those, but fighting other survivors. Humans, yeah. Which is kind of neat. Okay. Interesting. 
Um, okay, new new games for Sony. Uh, they started off with this actually, and it's the game Beyond Two Souls. Yep. Um, in which Ellen Page plays as Julia Holmes, and she's apparently followed around by a ghost. I guess um, they weren't really clear. They kind of left it up a mystery as to what this this thing is that's following around this character, Jody Holmes. Go ahead. Yeah, this is the this is the one I said that I was really excited about in our yeah. preview. It's the Quantic Dream developed it. Yeah, the guys that did Heavy Rain, uh, and and I had a little hard time understanding the guy because he's Swiss. Maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess they kind of gave a backstory and s- talked about how nobody really knows what's beyond death uh-huh. and all that stuff, and that there are things living between our world and beyond. And this character, Ju- is it Jody or Julie? I have Jody. Okay, yeah, J- I have Jody as well, and so it must be Jody. Um, yeah, she she like has always sensed this presence in her life, and I guess you play fifteen years of her life as she discovers more about that sensation that she has. Uh-huh. And they did show some footage from the game, which I thought was freaking awesome yeah. too. Not yeah. not just graphically, but just the direction. It was like perfect. Yeah, and something. One one thing I always say with movies is that in TV nowadays they don't let the scenes marinate. Uh-huh. They just like action, 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 action. Get to you know plot point to plot point to plot point. But like this was so slow and like built up and just you know it was great. Yeah, I agree. Um, the and they sh- it's, it looks like it has some action too. Like I don't really see like I don't I don't know why they, during the trailer they showed her you know she got picked up by a police officer and. Uh, he was kind of questioning her, not not because she did something wrong, but because he found her out in the middle of nowhere, you know, by herself. I think it was maybe raining or something too. She um, she was turning tricks. Yeah, I don't know. He was he was questioning her, trying to help her out, and but she wasn't answering him. So he went out to fill out some paperwork or whatever, and the SWAT team came in looking for her. Um, and you're not really sure why. So that's that's kind of a cool mystery to. You know, obviously, you would have to assume it has something to do with the ghost that follows the ghost or whatever that follows her around, but you don't know. So that's a that's kind of a neat little mystery thing. What's the title of this game again? Beyond. Beyond. Two Souls. Two Souls. Yeah. Um, and Jinx. the the character Jody Holmes really looks like exactly like Ellen Page, and is voiced by Ellen Page too. So. I felt kind of bad because I heard people laughing. Did you hear people laughing? No. When she talked, like at the end of the footage that they showed. There was people laughing at the press conference. Oh, really? Yeah, I felt kind of bad because, I don't know, Ellen Page is one of those actresses that you kind of got to get into. I don't know. She, she's, I don't know if she was the right choice necessarily. Right. I think her acting's good, but I don't think her voice was right for the character that they showed in the footage. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and I think that's why people were laughing, but I don't think that'll actually end up being a problem in the game. No. It I seems it, just, it seems like, like a good enough game that you're just going to you know, get get involved in the characters and, and forget about anything else. Exactly, yeah. You know, f- all feelings for Ellen Page aside, you know. Sure, sure. Okay. I hope it doesn't annoy me. I'm excited for that one. I don't think so. It didn't It didn't bother me when I was watching the trailer, so. Okay. Um. Okay, uh, there was that, and then uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified, which is a PS Vita exclusive, and there was also Assassin's Creed three liberation which is also a ps vita exclusive uh with a female lead hmm. which is different for an assassin's creed african-american um, female lead oh is it 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. So, those are the two other kind of new games, I guess. I don't know how close they are close they are to their, you know, regular games, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Three, and Call of Duty Black Ops. But I guess we'll we'll find out, won't we? They did say that Assassin's Creed for Vita, uh, Liberation for Vita, was built from the ground up for Vita. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, uh, some new Sony features. Uh, we'll start with the PSN. Uh, they're adding 200 more games to the PSN. Um, plus members are getting new games for free. Uh, PS1 games will be coming to the Vita, which is a good thing because uh, the game library was one of the things that apparently people were not happy with with the, with the Vita or Vita. Play then Final, Final Fantasy on my Vita. Yeah, exactly, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and then YouTube and Hulu Plus are also coming to Vita. Vita, Vita. So, that's... I did look into that uh, PlayStation Plus perk. Yeah. Um. So they added like twelve free games, and I checked out the games, and there was like three cool ones: um, Infamous Two, Little Big Planet Two, and Saints Row Two. Okay. Um. But there was a catch of some time of some kind. You had to. You had to like sign up for like a year or something like that. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. So it wasn't. It, it, yeah. It's not like you can just sign up for a month and get the games. Oh, you right. know what it was? Is you have to sign up and you only have access as long as you're still subscribed. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I can see that. So it's it's almost like on live in that way. Sure. Okay. And that you have access to the games but until you unsubscribe. Right. Okay, uh and then they announced the Wonder Book, which is gonna be a new peripheral for the PlayStation. Um it's kind of hard to explain, but what it is is it's it's this book that apparently works with the PlayStation Move and then the camera, and it per like I don't know does the camera like records you, but like you on the screen there's like there's actually like stuff in the book. Yeah, it, it's augmented reality. They give you, there you a go. physical book to hold in your hand, yeah, and then you look at the TV screen. Which shows because of the PlayStation Eye shows you sitting with this book in your hand and whatever graphics are in the book that you happen to be reading, right? And then uh, they're like three D, like stuff pops out of the page and stuff like that. Yep. And they for for that for the Wonder Book, the main thing they they teased was uh, Harry Potter. Apparently, play, uh, Sony had a partnership with Pottermore to come up with this, which Potter book of spells. Yeah. Um, and apparently, it's I. I'm having a really hard time explaining this because I didn't really understand. I don't know anything about Harry Potter, so I didn't really understand. It's like you have your your book with your spells in it, and your PlayStation Move thing is your wand. Um, and like other than that, like you, I just saw like mini games that they had for it. Yeah, I mean the, the name of the book was the Book of Spells, and it was trying. I think it's more for kids, yeah. unless you're really into Harry Potter, right? Um. And the problem with it was it didn't really work very well, and I felt bad because it's such a, a novel idea. Yeah. Um, but it didn't, I don't know, it didn't do much for me. But, yeah, like like you said, your your PlayStation Move controller is your wand, yeah. and it teaches you the motions you make with this wand to cast certain spells. Right. Um, but it's more interactive in that you'll, like, do something, and a dragon or something will start will fly off the page, and you have to, like, catch it with a spell. Yeah. Um, so you, if you're looking on the screen, you'll see this dragon flying around you and, you know, the wand, which is actually your PlayStation move. Uh-huh. Um, and then you'll have to, like, try and zap it or something like that. 
And then they showed, like, after you cast your fire spell, uh, your book caught on fire, and you had to, like, wipe your hands over it to to smolder the fire. Yeah. I mean, I was a little bit confused by the whole thing, and also, and it was another thing that that lasted too long, I feel like. I mean, I know they wanted to show, like, kind of what it could do, but, like, I didn't know, also I didn't know, it's its its own book, right? It's not just any book, it's got to be the PlayStation Wonder Book. Yeah, you you have to buy the Wonder Book, which is just I, I couldn't really tell from from the footage, but it just looked like a blank, big, flat book. Yeah. Um, and then you turn virtual pages and stuff like that in this right. thing, and then you obviously buy the digital content for whatever you're playing. Yeah. So I I, I was very confused by the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's just it's just augmented reality for for the PlayStation Three. Yeah, would be the best way to describe it. Yep. I agree. Okay. Uh, PS Suite was renamed to PS Mobile, PlayStation Mobile. Um, That's coming to Android tablets and phones, uh, and they announced that HTC will be a partner for that. Uh, Yeah, I didn't... uh, That's another thing I didn't really understand what it meant. Because, I I mean, I don't follow PlayStation, really, because I don't have the system, so... Were you aware of PlayStation Suite? I had never heard of it, no. Okay. I guess it's just a mobile suite of gaming. I don't know if it's games or a network of games. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, they. I mean, they announced that HTC is going to be making PlayStation certified phones, I guess. So um, I guess there's going to be some gaming aspect uh, for, okay. for PlayStation, for, you know, like mobile PlayStation. Probably, probably like simpler games, um, mm. not anything that would be on the Vita or Vita. Um, but that's the impression that I got from it. So. so in the past, it was probably just like Sony Ericsson phones that had it. Probably, yeah. And I don't probably. know anybody that owns one of those phones. So that's probably why we've never heard of it. Yeah, probably bigger in Japan than over here. Um. So yeah, they announced uh, HTC is going to be a partner in, in in making their their PlayStation mobile certified phones. So there's that. So that wraps it up for PlayStation, right? Did you have anything else you, for PlayStation Core? Nope. Okay. Um, not at all. On to Nintendo now. I think Nintendo's the the press the pr- press presentation that everyone's waiting for, right? Details on the Wii. Uh not really for me, honestly. Like I, I have been so lukewarm with not even lukewarm, kind of cool towards the Wii U ever since they announced it. So yeah, I don't know. I, I really didn't. I, I was yeah, I was interested. To, part of it, part of it was I wanted to see them fail really bad. Uh huh. Huh. Um, and I don't know why I even say that because I love Nintendo. I love Nintendo games. I yeah. just I just don't like what they're where they're going. Right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I understand they're trying to be different and innovative, but I, I just don't think it's working. It feels like forced innovation. Yeah, and that's that argument that I had that my my fr- that I was saying my friend was like, oh, you know, people like why the 3ds sold so well was because people wanted. Uh, innovative gameplay and two screens and I'm like I don't think that's the case at all and he's like well what about games like Brain Age and like you don't know Jack or some stupid game like that and he's like they're some of the best selling games for the console and I was like yeah people bought those because they had a 3DS they didn't buy a 3DS to play freaking Brain Age right you know yeah it's and just I, another... I, don't, I don't think I think the only thing that keeps Nintendo going is like Mario and Zelda yeah and people will buy the Wii U to play Mario and Zelda and it just so happens that the Wii U has two screens it people are not buying it because it has two screens right I agree 
Especially now that, I mean, Xbox is basically going to be doing the same thing with the smart glass. You know? Yeah. And I uh, was actually, after this, I was reading some, some of the stuff about the Wii U, and I guess 60, I think the number was 63% of developers said that the Wii U is the hardest to develop games for. Oh, really? Yeah. That's more than half. Yeah. Do, oh, yeah. do you think that's as compared to the new PlayStation Xbox systems or just current generation stuff? Next generation. Oh, is it next generation? I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Wow. So that's not a good sign. No. Hmm. Okay. All right, well, let's get into their 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 presentation. They started off with uh, Pikmin 3. Um, they showed a little bit of the Wii tablet fun- functionality for that, which... Uh, really looked to me like uh they used it as like a map mini map yeah a, a mini map and then maybe uh the 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 tilt controls a little bit too for for where you're tossing your pikmin that's really what what i gathered from it um uh, graphically pikmin 3 looked really good i thought yeah mm-hmm. um i think that's all i really have to talk about for that um anything to add they had a new Rock Pikmin. Rock Pikmin, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I never played the first one, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. Okay, I, pl- I played the first Pikmin for okay. GameCube. And you can aim at specific targets in this one? You couldn't do that before? Yeah, you could just kind of, like, throw it in a direction, but this one I think has, like, height. A, tar- a targeting? Thing? Height and stuff, uh, yeah. There's a targeting okay. targeting mechanism. Um, the other one, said... you, just where you were looking was where you were throwing them. So. And they said you can play the game fully on the gamepad. Yeah. Which kind of is a cool feature for Wii U. Yeah, I like so that. You can do that with that. Yeah, game. yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like that because of the, you know, the living room TV is our main TV, and if the wife's watching something, I can't play video games. So especially on Monday nights when she's watching The Bachelor, Bachelorette, or uh, Dancing with the Stars, I have no access to the Xbox. So I mean, that. I don't know though, because I feel feature. like that's less of a problem now than it was ten years ago. No, for I agree. A few different reasons. Uh, well, pretty much everybody living in a house. I shouldn't say this, but more so than in the past, everybody has a TV. Yeah. Everybody has their own separate TV. And even if, you know, even if that is your only TV in your house, there are other options of entertainment. Like, everybody has a laptop. Cell phone. So, yeah, you might not be able to play the Wii U, but, you know, you could just play something else. Yeah. Cell phone, computers. Yeah. There's all a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, And then after that, they announced Netflix, Hulu, Plus, YouTube. And Amazon Video will be on the on the Wii U. Pretty much mandatory at this point. Yeah, I agree. Everybody else has got it. Yep. Uh, they also announced that you can use two Wii U tablets when you're when you're playing with your Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't. What's that? I read it puts a serious strain on the processor. Yeah. Um, it cuts frame rate in half. Yeah, from sixty frames per second to thirty frames. Which per Battlefield second. Three runs in thirty. So okay. Um, I, I think that's something they'll, they'll fix eventually maybe. Yeah. Although yeah, okay. if it's not, if it's a hardware thing, it's I was a hardware yeah. strain. That's one thing I did hear about the Wii U and I was reading stuff on it and they said that that's something they would want to address later. And everybody said like games like Battlefield 3 run in 30. Right. So that's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. We'll see. And uh, probably you can't buy those separate, right? It just comes with the system. A gamepad? Yeah. Uh, I bet you'll be able to. think so. Yeah, if they can make money off of it, they'll do it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then they went on to announce the Miiverse, which is uh, the Nintendo's online thing. 
Uh, I, once again, I didn't really understand what they were getting at, but what it was, it looked like, you know, your me was in this like virtual world. Um, and the there's icons like on the screen for games or videos that people were watching or whatever. And it, it was almost like a water cooler where you gather around that thing and discuss it with other people. Is that, does yeah, that sound they, right? Yeah, they kind of described it as the way in which you interact with your gaming friends. And they, they use the analogy of this Miiverse being Main Street where people congregate in your town. And the icons that you mentioned are like billboards, and people will gather around the billboard, billboard. that represents okay. your personal tastes and global entertainment trends. Um, and you can like send texts, text messages that people will see through there, and uh, you can dr- actually draw messages on the WePad to send to people, which I could see some people drawing some pretty lewd things. I, I've act- <laughs> I actually heard that Nintendo has like a filtering process for that. Oh. oh, that stuff never works for dirt for dirty words. It. Yeah, because I mean, people can get creative with it, you yeah. know. So. Sure. <laughs> um, and you can share screenshots there too. Uh, displays your recent activity and scores, and you can emo. Um, yeah, and you'll eventually. They said you'll be able to join or enter this Miiverse from any web-enabled device. Yeah, I got that too. But. Now, once again, I was a little bit confused as to like what. I don't know I'm, what it, it is. Yeah, it, I mean, it seems like I spent most of my E3 press watching, like, just confused. <laughs> I don't know if I just wasn't understanding things or if if they weren't doing a good enough job of explaining them. But, like, I don't understand what what it, what, the, what it is. To me, it know? seems kind of like PlayStation Home. A little bit, yeah. In a way. Uh, what do you think, Corey? I, I mean, I think it's stupid, first of all. Um, well, I, I feel like I'm just crapping all over the Wii U, and I don't like being that guy. I like I said, I love Nintendo. I love Nintendo games. I'm not a fanboy of any system or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just their their online community. It's their Xbox Live, their their right. PSN. Um, yeah, but I, maybe I'm reading it, too much into it. I mean, I, like I, I don't think you are. Okay, it's yeah, it's so it's, it's dumber it's, than I think it is. It's yeah, it's just a simple way that they think people are gonna want to meet and not necessarily meet, but like hang out and like it's like a it's a message board where you can post crap and you know and see what uh, what friends are interested in what you're interested in and like if if you play Mario Brothers and I play Mario Brothers um, in my Miiverse, it'll probably have your me around my Mario Brothers billboard uh-huh. and like you could post a message there that says I love this game, you know, just stupid. Stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I don't know. It doesn't make really make any sense to me. Maybe. Maybe a little hands-on, uh, hands-on time with it would make have it make a little more sense. But as of now, I don't don't really get it. Yeah. I. I, I just. I don't think it's anything special. Right. Yeah. I agree. Which, okay. It seems to be the theme with me and Wii U. Right. <laughs> okay. And then they showed a new Super Mario Brothers U. Which is the new Mario game for the Wii, Wii U? Uh, it's HD Mario. Uh, I don't know commentary. I didn't think it looked. Great. Um, it looked like it's new... simil- very similar in gameplay to New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yeah, I didn't think it looked uh, that much better either. No, not at all. But I guess the fifth player playing with the gamepad can help by dropping platforms to the other players. Okay. Um, yeah, they, and, they kept and again. Go ahead. They kept saying asymmetric gameplay, which means four players would be doing one thing and the person with the tablet thing would be doing another thing. 
Right. So yep. that was one of their one of their themes for for the the conference. Yeah. So and and they said that you can see what other people are saying and connect with them right within the game through the meverse. Uh huh. Um, and like people can talk about hidden areas, difficult jumps, uh, brag, you know, put their record time on there, whatever. So blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah, if that helps clear up the me verse for you at all, Dan. Not really. I'm still I'm still confused. <laughs> but uh so yeah, that was the Mario. Then they went on to announce some uh Oh no, uh Batman Arkham City was next. They actually announced that that's gonna be a Wii U launch title. Um they had some some uh uh there's some tablet stuff that they had specific this is actually because I was watching this on the iPad, um and at that at that time it cut out. And I couldn't get it to come back on for a little while, so I missed I missed that part. But there is going to be tablet specific functionality for the Wii U. So yeah, um, this to me is what I th- I think they want Wii U to be, and what I you know its maximum potential uh-huh. is is this type of thing because um, it's called Batman Arkham City Armored Edition. Yeah, um, and you can control the Batarang through the gamepad uh-huh. so you'll throw the battering um and then look at the gamepad to guide it okay to where you want it to go so yeah. you'll have complete control over the battering which, which is, i think is pretty cool yeah that's definitely cool um, and then they showed another bit where you set these explosives off and then you look at your gamepad to see where your explosive are explosives are placed and you can tap them to explode them which i think is pretty cool too yeah agreed because that it's it's stuff like that that it is more difficult to do without the gamepad. If it's easier to do with the gamepad and, um, you know, it makes sense within the game, then I think it's worthwhile. Uh-huh. Something like that, like, rather than having to go into a menu and select the uh, explosive to detonate, it's so much easier to just look at your gamepad and tap. Right. And you, can get, you can get your timing much better and stuff like that. I think that's a, that's a great use for it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, they also announced Scribblenauts Unlimited. Which is Scribble Knots, but with more levels, maybe? Or is it a different game? It's a continuous. Uh, they, they said it's a continuous unbound exploration. So you okay. just continue going from place to place rather than levels. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, and it adds a multiplayer mode. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't didn't get that. Like I said, I missed this part of the, the conference. Or, yeah, whatever. Um, real. They had real footage, like... Uh, you know, showing some of the third-party titles that are going to be coming to the Wii U, uh, which include included uh, Darksiders 2, Mass Effect 3, Tekken Tag 2, Trying to Ninja Gaiden 3, and Aliens Colonial Marines. So those are all third-party titles that are going to be coming to the Wii U. The only one I really care about in that was the Trying to Director's Cut. Okay. Um, and I looked up some stuff if you want me to... Yeah. Spew it out right yep. here. Uh, yeah, it has a new game. Uh, I love trying to. I talked about it on this podcast, yep. but it, actually Eric did too. Um, I, it has new gameplay options and game modes, uh, revamped visuals for the next generation, uh, special multiplayer features, which incorporates the Wii U gamepad. They didn't say how, but the fact that it does is good, I guess. Right. Has a new adventure featuring the hero struggling against new goblin villainy. Um, huh. So that uh new skills for the heroes which means new ways to solve the puzzles there's five new levels 
um, which have new hazards and enemies and contraptions and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and new environments. And the environments listed in this article I read were the desert, the snowy mountains, and the insides of a giant sand whale. Huh. So. Cool. If you're really into trying, yeah, that one might be worth it. Other than that, Mass Effect Three. Who, who knows? really wants to start at three? No. No. You know, I don't know. Darksiders Pro- two. Yeah. Why? I'd rather. I don't know. I don't get it. Mass Effect. They're trying to appeal to the more hardcore, but yeah, it's... they should have started at Mass Effect two. I think I know yeah. they can't get the first one, but they should have started with two. Yeah. Went to three, but whatever. Uh, so that's that. Uh, then they went out. Okay, I picked back up onto the thing for that for this. Uh, we, they announced We Fit You, um, which you can use without a TV, uh, and you can upload run data into the controller to for fitness tracking. These are always weird and awkward. These type of demonstrations. Um, yeah. They showed like a dude and his uh, girlfriend or wife or whatever like working out. They were like flirting awkwardly though. Yeah, it was. It was, like... it was bad. They're always the bad. Worst first day ever. Yeah, I don't know. So they they showed that. Um, I don't know. Once again, using without the TV because the the girlfriend flipped on like the Nature Channel or whatever. So, but she wanted her boyfriend to keep working out. So he was doing like crunches on the on the we we fit board we you fit board with the with the controller in his hand. Just weird. Very weird. I'm gonna have to watch that. Um, so there's that, and then this one was worse. Uh, they had a trailer for the game Sing, which is a new karaoke game for the Wii U, and I was very put <laughs> off by this because they had a like it was supposed to be like a party, but there was like five people there, and one girl, the girl singing was singing uh, that Carly Rae Jensen or whatever oh, song. Boy. Here's my number. Yeah, that one. Uh, and the other people like had to, they had to dance. I didn't really understand what that what they were, but they were dancing awkwardly. Uh, yeah. Well, they were dancing awkwardly because they're awkward. Um, I don't think <laughs> dancing is incorporated at all. I think they were just doing that. But the gamepad shows the lyrics. Yeah. And and here's what here's that why they said that was possible was that so you can look at your friends dance while you sing. Uh-huh. <laughs> rather, rather than having to look at the TV so you can sing the lyrics. What's um, that game so again? Sing. It's called Sing. Sing. All right. For right now. So the, Watch the, the trailer. Yeah. It's really bad. Really there's, bad. There's like the lead singer who holds the gamepad and, and sees the, the lyrics on the gamepad. And then like backup lyrics appear on the screen so all your friends can sing along with you every now and again. So I wrote in my notes, I could actually see that being fun, dot, dot, dot drunk oh very drunk <laughs> yes and i actually uh because of the people i follow on twitter a lot of them are game journalists or or these these tweets were retweeted by like gamestop or, or kotaku was that a lot of people said that you know they would oh, they really? could see themselves doing that drunk oh, okay but, you know, alone, then. you know, you know, Nintendo's whole family thing obviously those i don't know maybe they maybe they were trying to aim it towards the people that want to drink and sing karaoke video games i don't know but they didn't it didn't seem like that from the trailer well, they won't say it was, that. It was very awkward. It lasted too long. I didn't, <laughs> I almost wanted to turn turn it off at that point. 
you know how how much better it would have done if the trailer they made was just like some fat drunk dude singing some song and like his lazy drunk friends sitting on the couch <laughs> yeah because yeah, at least uh, you know the cynical gamer types would have appreciated that at least you know oh yeah, definitely. definitely so <laughs> yeah i agree it was it was weird and awkward and i didn't i didn't enjoy that part of it they should uh, have taken the the budweiser commercial route rather than the uh nickelodeon commercial route yeah agreed um and okay some 3ds games they announced new super mario brothers 2 uh, which will be out August nineteenth. They played up the whole gold thing. I didn't. Yeah, what was with that? It was like in I'd... this game, there's gold everywhere, and there was. They showed like coins all over the place. Yeah, a lot of coins, a lot of gold, like uh, enemies, and uh, apparently there's a power where Mario turns gold. I don't know. I didn't get what they were going going for with that. But once again, I was confused. Uh, I think that's a theme throughout this year's E3 is my confusion. Dan was confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh they also announced Paper Mario Sticker Star, uh which emphasizes sticker collections in the Paper Mario world, I guess. Which I think is borrowed from Little Big Planet. Oh yeah? Yeah. I don't Okay. Actually, uh, yeah. I haven't played Little Big Planet, so please explain. Yeah, cuz there's these stickers that are plastered everywhere and you pick them up and they become battle commands and like ways to escape danger and find secret places and stuff and in little big planet it's it's kind of like that like you you collect stickers and if you collect like hidden ones you can get into secret spots by plastering them onto stuff and doing different things with them oh, but i, I just wanted to point that out because um nintendo people always knock sony for stealing their stuff but uh, well that's worked. i think that's a direct ripoff um from sony then because i think that's what they said that you can use those as power-ups in battle and stuff nice yeah yeah so no 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 no. that that what i just said was how they're used in paper Mario. no i know i think i think they said that during the press conference for that's what you're going to be using for them for in paper mario yeah yeah battle commands yep. and ways to escape danger in yep. secret places and stuff uh there's no like battle commands in little big little planet, big planet but okay i think for the most part though it, it's borrowed from playstation right okay uh they also announced luigi's mansion dark moon for 3ds uh I don't know. I've never played a Luigi's Mansion game. They announced, though, that there was going to be DLC for it. Nice. Which DLC was... for a Nintendo game. For a 3DS game, too. Their old 3DS game, yeah. yeah. Wow. So I don't know. Meh. <laughs> they they did say multiple mansions and heavier emphasis on ghost catching. Yeah. And new kinds of ghosts. Yeah. So it looked okay, I guess. Sure. Um, And then they announced Lego City Undercover which is an open-world Lego detective game, uh, which looked really cool. Um, it's obviously in the Lego fashion of games of being kind of, you know, funny, obviously. But you play. You, it looks like you play as, uh, like, a detective. And like I said, it's open-world, so you track down criminals, and, and uh, I guess you can fly around and drive around. It's like Grand Theft Auto, but in a Lego world. Without the violence? <laughs> yeah, without the without the violence. Um, and it seemed to use the... the, the Wii tablet, Wii U tablet, pretty well um, for like mini games and and uh, like night vision and stuff like that. It looked like it used it pretty well. Uh, so that was a game I, I thought was pretty cool and looked interesting. What do you think, Corey? Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, it looked like there was a lot of like ter- terrain tra- traversal, and it seemed to play a lot like the other Lego games. Yeah, 
just the things you were doing and the way you got around and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, except for, like you said, that it's open world Grand Theft Auto with Legos. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it looked cool. And it, uh, apparently there's a 3DS version too. Oh, okay. So. Um, it, I think it's one of the better, better looking, uh, uh, Wii U games. It's one that I would be, actually be interested in buying and playing. So, because I think it's a cool idea. I've always liked Legos and, you know, the whole open world thing about it seems pretty cool. Oh yeah. I mean, it showed the character cracking jokes and, you know, running, chasing down and tackling bad guys and being in car chases and stuff. Um, so nice, pretty sweet. Uh, and then they announced just dance Four for the Wii U, uh, where the Wii U controller tablet controller, you make moves for the dancers. That's what I got from that. I didn't, once again, I didn't understand what they were doing. I didn't get that either. They said the person with the gamepad becomes the puppet master. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah, they didn't do a good job of explaining, okay, this movement will make this dancer's leg have to kick out. Like, I didn't, I don't know. Once again, confused. <laughs> but uh, that's something that I felt, te- you know, took too long, and they needed to move on. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to move on from that. Uh, and then they showed Zombie U. They showed gameplay this time oh. for Zombie U. It was still in a trailer form. It wasn't exactly uh, gameplay. But they showed, uh, you know, the actual, like, fighting of zombies and how the Wii U tablet would be implemented. And uh, I think the first thing they showed was a guy, like, on screen, it would be a guy going through his inventory, but you were actually going through your inventory on the on the controller, and instead of, like, pausing and going into your inventory, it was all live. So as zombies were coming at you, you were fishing through your inventory for a gun or I don't know what he was getting, a grenade maybe. So, like, you know, you had to be fast about going through your inventory Ooh, or else the boy. zombies would catch you because, you know, there's no pausing, yeah. I guess. Um, and then they showed for sniping, uh, you holding up the Wii, you know, the the tablet and aiming and then zooming in the th- on the thing and shooting, so you didn't zoom in on the screen. It was all zooming in on your on your tablet, which was cool. And then there was a part where the player had to enter a code for a door, and you entered on the tablet. You know, you're punching the numbers as you were watching the TV, where zombies were coming at you, which was wow, okay. which is again pretty cool. And Seems I think cool. Yeah, uh, I think of all the Wii U games, I think this makes best use of the of the tablet controller. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, Corey? Yeah, I would say this one in Batman, definitely. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think like like Corey said earlier, that's what kind of what they're going for with the with the Wii U. Um we'll have to see how the game is. It looked cool, graphics were good, um, fairly violent, which is good, surprising for a Wii U game. Mm-hmm. Or a Nintendo game, I should say. But looked sweet. So anything else to add for Zombie U? They shake you shake the gamepad to push the zombies away. Yep, there was that too. <laughs> I feel like there was one other uh control thing that they did, but I just don't I don't recall. There was a like a scan thing you could do. Yes. Where you held it up to the screen and you could scan the That's right. I'm not sure what you were scanning for. It doesn't make sense if you were scanning for zombies because that kinda defeats the purpose. I almost want to say it was like a metal type of scan. Oh, okay. They were looking for stuff in boxes, maybe. Oh, gotcha. Oh, and they showed that zombify thing at the end. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You hold the gamepad up to your face. Is is it the gamepad you hold up to your face? Yeah. Camera on it. Yep. Yeah, and then it changes your face into a zombie's face. Yep. Which was creepy. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and then they announced Nintendo Land, 
which is uh, like an online, or I don't know if it's a separate game, but it's a collection of Nintendo uh, intellectual property-inspired mini-games. I guess there's like 12 of them right now. Uh, they showed a few demos for some of the different ones. Um, there, it, it felt like uh, almost like a Mario Party or uh, uh, Wii Play, that type of mini-games. Yeah. Definitely. They, they they touted it as the game that will do for Wii U what Wii Sports did for the Wii. Like, the game that once you play it, you'll you'll get it and you'll understand the hardware and how it interacts with the software. Uh-huh. Um, but from everything I'm reading, I guess it's not even close to that. Yeah. You know? I just hope it comes with the system and you don't have to buy it separately because I can't picture too many people wanting to buy that separate. That was the first thing I thought, and they said it will launch simultaneous with Wii U. Um, and just the wording of that kind of made me think not, because they said launch simultaneous with Wii U, not launch with the Wii U. Right. Uh, that's that's a game I would never buy, I don't think. No. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so that was all, what, all, all I have for Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into some miscellaneous announcements? Uh, yeah, I don't have too many of those, but there are a few, definitely. They, yeah, they were a little harder to find. Uh, you yep. could obviously find a lot of information on the, on the, the main, the big five press releases, but I had a little hard time finding, uh, you know, some, some of the more disparate announcements, but, uh, I'll first start with Star Wars 1313, uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> which looked incredible. I saw a, you know, the trailer for it. But most people seem to think it's going to be a next-gen title because the graphics are too good for current-gen. Yeah, I heard that the PC that was running it has some of the best hardware available okay. today. I, so. I could see that. Uh, some people even speculated that it's going to, it, that it's running on Unreal 4. Oh. So, the, which that's – I meant to talk about that. That's actually going to be um, released. Uh, they're doing the, the, the demo for it tonight. I think at one o'clock in the morning, which ah. is ten o'clock Pacific. Oh jeez! So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and stay out for that and and It'd watch. It'd be funny that. if the demo was just the thirteen thirteen trailer over again. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would be pissed off because I'm gonna be staying up for it, but we'll see. So yeah, I, I, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's uh, you know a uh, game where you play a, bount- a bounty hunter on uh, level thirteen thirteen of Coruscant. Um, it's supposed to be a grittier Star Wars game. There's not going to be any uh, demigod like Jedi powers. It's going to be all all gadgets and guns and stuff. So that's that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I heard no Jedi, no for no force. Right, which is I I, I, I mean game. I like that. I think that's a good idea. It's the combat kind of reminded me of Mass Effect Three though from the the trailer. Yeah. Did you yeah. get that vibe at all? Yeah, a little bit. Diving and rolling between cover. Yeah. yeah. And like grabbing it, grabbing the enemy from behind cover. Yeah. You could do that in Mass Effect 3, right? Yep. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there won't be any baseball game for the Xbox 360 next year. Darn it. The 2K license expired for, for M- the MLB games. Uh, they're not going to renew it. Uh, and 2K Games was the one that made the Xbox 360 one. There's still going to be MLB The Show for PlayStation, um, but that's it, so... No baseball games for you baseball fans out there for the 360. That's crazy. Yeah, agreed. Um, Square Enix, uh, wowed fans with its stunning Angris philosophy trailer. 
Agnes. I don't. I can't oh yeah. Read my rating. Um, it's their Luminous Studio engine, which looked pretty cool. It did look cool. Did you have any information on that, Corey? I don't don't really have any information on it. I guess it was uh, like a tech demo. Yeah. Um, it wasn't for well, at least they say it wasn't for any potential game to come out. But one thing I thought was cool in this video, well, the setting was kind of cool. It was kind of like an Arabian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of steampunk slash Arabian. I don't know. It was very. It was very different. It which was. I liked about it, but yeah. they also showed the character. I think she was drinking like a tonic or an elixir. Uh-huh. Did you see it? The, yeah, yeah. That was. I don't know why that was so cool to me, but like, it's like a bottle of soda that she pops open and drinks, yeah. and then splashes some on one of her her gunshot wounds. Yeah. Um, to heal it up, but I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was. It was a very neat video. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you have, Corey? I've got a few more, uh, but I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, I'll I'll do a couple. Uh, I've got Quantum Conundrum which I've talked about in the past on this podcast. Uh, it wasn't an announcement, but they just showed more gameplay for it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's coming out on Steam on June 21st. Um, it's made by some of the people that made Portal. Okay. And it's a smaller team of just 16 people. Uh, but the game, it, it's, it's, it's a lot like Portal in that you... The main goal of the story is that you're in this house that's put on lockdown, and you have to go around and turn the power on to get out and find out what happened to some professor guy. Um, and it, it seems like you go from like puzzle to puzzle to puzzle, just like you do in Portal. Uh, but the, the, the main mechanic in this is that you have control over four different dimensions. And the dimensions are fluffy, heavy, slow motion, and reverse gravity. So you change the dimension on the fly to solve the puzzles. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw some some gameplay, and it's it's pretty cool. Changing from like heavy to fluffy, right? You know, fluffy obviously makes things very soft. And, yeah, you know, oh, that's cool. Um, bouncy and squishy and stuff like that. But yeah, it looks really cool, and it's made by some of the people that made Portal, so it's okay in my book. Yeah. Uh, another game I was interested in is Hokra. Do you hear anything about Hokra? No. It's uh, four player. The developers called it a four-player minimalist sports game, uh-huh. and uh, it actually took place in the IndyCard, IndyCade uh, section of E3, uh-huh. which is totally separate from the main floor. And <laughs> these two guys were talking about this game, and it was in a corner of IndyCade by the men's bathroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I, they somebody described it as two-on-two if Pong was football. Okay. So you're just this square. You and your teammate are a square. Um, so there's four squares on screen since it's two on two, and there's a ball that bounces around. And your team has two end zones at opposite corners, and what you have to do is you have to bring your square to the ball, which picks up the ball for you, and then run the ball or run your square um, that's holding the ball into one of the end zones and just hold it there until you, you know, it's it's like a, a King of the Hill type thing, and you have to charge up points. Okay. Once you get a certain amount of points, you win. Games only take like two or three minutes. Um, but it... it it's very simple, but at the same time, it seems like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Huh. Well, that's cool. And then I have one more. You want me to just... Yeah, absolutely. Final Fantasy Dimensions. Uh, only because it's a Final Fantasy game was I interested in it. A 16-bit throwback game for iOS and Android. Uh-huh. Um, and it's made by the designer of Final Fantasy IV. Basically, it's it just uses the job system and some of the basic jobs from final fantasy five. And it's just this little iOS Android final fantasy game. That's fantastic. Sweet. That's awesome. 
So, yeah, it, I think it, I mean, it'd be fun to play on, like, iPad. It looked really cool. It, it was kind of like a hybrid 16-bit and, you know, more modern graphic, you know, graphics yeah. game. Yeah. It, it, was, it was cool. You kind of got to see the video, but. Yeah, it was, graphics were better than, like, sprite-based, but it was still in that kind of sprite mentality, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It was sprites with style. Right, yeah. Agreed. Okay, uh, Skyrim's DLC has a soft release date for June 26th. I guess they're going to be beta testing it, and if it goes well, it'll be out on the 26th of June for Xbox, um, and then later for PC and PlayStation 3. So there's that. Uh, Dishonored has they released some 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 of the gameplay footage for Dishonored. What do uh, you think during, of that? Uh, it looks incredible. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I only watched a little bit, like a couple minutes, and I thought it just looked kind of, I don't know, really? bland. Really? I yeah. thought it looked awesome. How, mu- how much did they actually have? How much footage? Uh, I don't know. I just saw a guy kind of like flying around to different things and sneaking up on and killing some people. Um, I think the the thing that makes it cool is the all the different ways you can go about accomplishing your objective. Um which is a little bit like that's like Deus Ex a little bit, right? I mean, that's kind of the, one of the things they tout, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but you know, all, with all your different abilities and stuff, you, there's a lot of different ways you can go about doing things. Um, so I, th- I, th- I think that's that's the cool thing about it yeah. for me. You know, you could just waltz past people um, if you're sneaky enough, or you could you know kill everybody, or you know they said there's any number of ways you can go about accomplishing your objective and. Uh, you know, it looks like a like a mix between Bioshock and like Fallout. So graphically, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited for it. It looks looks really sweet. I think. But yeah, like I said, I only saw like a couple minutes of it, and what I saw didn't really get me too excited. But okay. Um, let's see. I'm not giving it a fair shake, so I can't really. Right. Oh, I don't. I don't know if we mentioned this, but uh, EA announced that they're going to be the the makers for the next few UFC titles. They signed a contract with the UFC to make to make the game. So, in response to that, THQ closed its San Diego studio, which was the one that was responsible for making the the UFC games. So, oh boy, Ooh. yep. So that's no good. I think that's all I've got. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff we didn't touch on, but I think oh, yeah. we covered everything big. Yeah, we covered all the big stuff. So what have you seen that most impressed you? Um, I don't know. I thought hmm, I mean, definitely Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. That's one I will definitely buy. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought Splinter Cell looked cool, but again, I'll, I probably won't buy it. Right. Um, Watch Dogs, definitely. Yeah, that was a big one for me. Too. I thought that was cool. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about XCOM at all. No. Go ahead. Um, that's another one I thought looked kind of cool. It, yeah. I don't want to say it's like Valkyria Chronicles, but what it does do that val- good that Valkyria Chronicles did was it was a mix of that like overhead strategic view and it zoomed into like a over the shoulder kind of uh-huh. when you're when you're in the thick of it, you know, you get that good view of what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so both games I think 
do that very well and and i think that's what made xcom look really good yeah um dan you actually played the older xcoms so i did i don't know could could you speak to that at all or what i mean it looks like a faithful recreation of it but i really without playing it's hard to tell yeah. you, know, you know i don't know what what's going to be like in game i only watched like a trailer for it and i don't think it really had much gameplay was there a right. gameplay trailer or two or um, was it just well a i watched teaser? uh jake solomon one of the designers he might be the lead designer show it to ign okay um and there was there was a little bit of gameplay in there uh yeah, I, they I actually had that. sid meyer as one of the characters oh really they put his face on one of the characters yeah so it was kind of funny <laughs> that is funny. um but yeah they just showed some aliens attacking and then some they showed rookies just hiding behind cover and the enemies of course destroy them and one of the aliens attacked one of the rookie guys and turns him into like a first he's like a zombie husk and then if you don't kill him before he transforms he'll transform into another alien huh um but then like the veteran squad comes in and some guy comes in on a jet plaque and he flies from above and it's 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 really cool um and you can guarantee since it's a fraxis game that it'll be pretty deep yeah I just hope, my only thing is I hope it's difficult because the first XCOM was probably one of the hardest games I've ever played. It was it was extremely difficult, so I'm I'm hoping this game's hard and you know challenges the player, which I'm sure it will. Like you yeah. said, if it's for Axis, they 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 make a game right. So sure, mm-hmm. agreed. Well, um, but yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, our our what really stood out? Yeah, yeah, I would say Assassin's Creed Three, Watch Dogs, XCOM, and probably Star Wars. Uh huh. Okay. What about you? Well. To be honest, I haven't seen a lot of the E3 stuff. I've been really swamped with right. schoolwork. But, I mean, I've seen some gameplay with, like, Call of Duty and uh-huh. Assassin's Creed. The so I'd probably ones. say Assassin's Creed. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, uh, I was uh, I was probably most impressed by Watch Dogs. That really blew me away when I first saw the trailer. Um, and, the, and the PlayStation games, too. The uh, Last of Us was really awesome. And uh, uh, Beyond, was re- I thought, was really awesome, too. Um, I was really excited for the Halo 4 stuff. I think that's shaping up to be, you know, really awesome. And then uh, Zombie U during the Nintendo thing was like, okay, that makes it okay, you know, for the Wii. Because all the other stuff I, I didn't really care about and, I, yeah. or, and or was disappointed by uh, for the Wii U. But I think I think the Zombie U game is, is shaping up to be a, a good game. There's so. hope. Yeah. Uh, most disappointed by... Corey, what do you got? Mm, probably just Nintendo overall. Yeah. Um, I think they really needed to make a huge impression, and I, I don't think they did. I don't know. You guys are free to disagree. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was generally disappointed by Nintendo stuff. I, I do like that they're attracting some third-party developers. I think that's a good thing because that was one of the knocks for the Wii. Um, was that you couldn't have that for your 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 only system because it only had like Mario and Zelda. It only had the first party titles, really. Um, so yeah, but at the same time, these third party developers are just coming up with Wii U versions of older games. Right, that, that's true. I mean, Bat- Batman's been out for a while. Uh, uh, obviously, Mass Effect's been out for a while. So, I mean, I think Zombie U is the only one, right? That's the only one worth. I mean, at least from the launch perspective, is only one worth getting for me. Uh, Lego City Undercover. Lego, yeah, the Lego game was cool, um, but that's that's like a maybe, you know, for me. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I don't buy the whole third party thing. I don't think that that issue has been solved, and I don't think it will be until we actually see. You know, the, new, new the Last of Us on Wii U. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think the Last of Us that's supposed to be an exclusive for PlayStation, right? Yeah, right. it's made by Naughty Dog. Naughty mm. Dog does yeah. exclusive. No, I was just using that as an example. Oh, like okay. Until we get that, that next big game also coming out for Wii U. Right, right, and, right. And, you know, after a, Wii, a year after the Wii U comes out, we're going to have the next-gen PlayStation and Xbox consoles, which, I mean, come on, you, you're going to want to develop for that. Especially if it's easier to develop for. Sure. You know, if you're looking at huge costs for developing Wii U titles, that's not going to go well for for developers, you know, especially with how strapped for cash they are nowadays. Yeah. Even, so. like, in terms of what we are disappointed by, like, the whole conference over, like, even Microsoft, Sony, and all, in Nintendo, I don't think they had very strong showings. No, I think I was pretty let down by most everything, really. Um, I The only one I thought was good was the Ubisoft yeah, one. Ubisoft had a good, good um, showing. I but would but say. that was because of Watch Dogs and then uh, Zombie U. That's all right. it had really for me. Uh, EA I thought didn't have anything for me at all. Uh, no, and I, they kept trying to. They kept saying little things that are all the things that piss me off about EA. Yeah. You know how I mentioned that one quote, like games are becoming a place you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like stuff like that. Yeah. And they they actually opened. I, I actually I wrote down the quote originally, but I think I got rid of it. What they opened it with by saying, and it, it also fed into that idea of give us all your money, yeah, you chumps, yeah, give us all your money. The thing you bought and spent money on, it's not yours; it's ours still. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Okay, uh, I don't know. Maybe part of it is because we kind of cover we're covering video games a lot more now than we used to, so we're more aware of what's going on. So things are less of a surprise. That could be it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I definitely paid more attention to this one than I usually. I would just watch the the Microsoft press right. conference because uh, you know I'm I, I'm an Xbox owner, so even I never even watch Nintendo ones, even though I have a Wii. So, but I mean that that's partly because I knew there wasn't really going to be anything there of substance, you know. Sure. So, okay. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm all E3'd out. Yeah. Well, we have a little more E3 to discuss in our. Uh, in our feedback so okay yeah i don't want to get too into that uh so yeah we're going to take a quick break and be right back uh with feedback and what we played this week right after this Welcome back, everybody, to episode 46 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Uh, we are in our feedback segment. We just finished with our 
pretty long uh, E3 2012 recap, so uh, a little more E3 to discuss. Um, but we're, as I said, we're in our feedback. So our first was from Michael Nelson, who said, speaking of consoles, I consider myself more of a PS3 guy, but I love my 360. I actually bought it simply so I could play the original Mass Effect when it came out. He said, also, I've had the same 360 about four years, and I've never had a problem. Am I just lucky? Um, I don't yes. know. Yeah, lucky? Yeah. Um, especially if that's one of the first-gen consoles. It might might have been a second-gen Xbox, but the first-gen had a really, really high failure rate. So, I mean, if, well, let's see, four years ago, that was 2008. That, that was probably the second second generation of Xbox consoles, maybe. But even they, they still had kind of a high failure rate, and, you know, it only improved a little bit. So that that's pretty good that you've had it for four years. Um, actually Kotaku, I think, or somebody did an article or maybe it was IGN did an article. Um, and they talked to a few people that have had the same Xbox since launch. Tried to find out what they did differently. Yeah, exactly. And some of them didn't do anything, but some of them like are very, uh, particular about like cleaning out the dust and only setting it a certain way and not having anything around it to keep, uh, you know, to, to keep, to restrict the airflow. Yeah. You know, so. Well, that's what I did with mine because I had heard about all the problems. I got mine a little bit later than everybody else. Yeah. Um, And that's what I did with mine. And then one day it just crapped out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mine just crapped out on me, too. But whatevs. Um, uh, Yeah. The original Mass Effect um, was uh, published. Yeah, published by Microsoft Game Studios. So yeah, that's a, that's a, a 360 exclusive that won't be on any of the any of the other systems. Because after that was when they went over to EA. Um, I think when Dragon before Dragon Age came out, they went over to EA, right? I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Right before Bioware. I yeah, I should say Bioware. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's a that's a good choice. That's a good reason to have your 360 because I think Mass Effect One. Uh, though it has its issues, it's still one of the best RPGs of all time, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's a good choice. Um, and then Michael Nelson wrote, I was pretty disappointed with the, micro- with the Microsoft conference this year and their insistence on pushing Connect. Although there are a few games that I'm looking forward to, I didn't get the kind of excitement that I did from the new IPs that Sony showed. I think Ubisoft did a great job, and I was ready to hand over my wallet immediately. Um, I agree. I'm not a big fan of the the connect stuff either. I I just don't think it works like it should. You know, I felt like that was the majority of Microsoft's thing was was connect stuff with the Nike Plus, uh, the um, Madden. Where else? I'm trying to bring up my notes here. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, I d- definitely don't think it was as bad as it was last year. Pushing no, definitely, stuff. definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but, yeah, they, they did the Madden 13 and FIFA 13 stuff, and then they showed the Fable the Journey trailer. But as I said, you know, they didn't introduce it or anything. They just showed the trailer, right? Um, which I thought was spot on for what they should have done with that. Right. And then they had the few Connect updates when they talked about the genre, genre search and the added language support. Yeah. And then the Nike partnership, that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, all the, overall, though, I, I mean, I think we touched on this during the last segment that I think they were all a little, a little disappointing. Um, I think Ubisoft, like, like Michael said, is the only one I felt was good, you know? 
And yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that has to do with having like a professional host. Do you think that had something to do with it? I, I mean, know, part part, I part of it like was they had the a games. Fair amount of cheese with that Tobi- Tobascus guy. What's his name? I don't know. I don't know who it was. I have no idea who he was, but I mean, he was he was cheesy enough that, uh, you know, the presentation wasn't fantastic. Right. It, yeah, it was more about the games, definitely. Yeah, they just had good games to show, and that's all it takes. Well, they had. Uh, no, not really. Even looking at the list, they had Assassin's Creed, obviously, Watch yeah, Dogs, which is probably I, I best in show for me, anyway. Um, and the like, Zombie Spl- U, Splinter Cell, Zombie U, Far hey, Cry man. Three, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, I, that's decent, I guess. Even Just Dance Four, even though those games aren't for me, people love those games. Yeah, for for some crazy reason. <laughs> yeah, and, and I thought Blacklist didn't look bad. No, um, of, of all the shooters. It was probably the one, other than Halo, it's probably the one, like, I'd be most likely to play. Right. Even though people would probably attack me for calling it a shooter, but... Yeah. I don't know. Okay. A uh, few games I'm looking forward to. I didn't get the kind of excitement I did from the new IPs that Sony showed. Yeah, I think Sony had had did have the, the best new IPs. Um, really, I would put uh, The Last of Us and Beyond and uh, the Watch Dogs, like... At the three new games as the things that I thought were the best about the entire E3, you know. Not not J.K. Rowling's Book of Spells? No, that didn't... <laughs> I don't care about Harry Potter, first of all. That was one part of the problem, and I didn't... Once again, my confusion, I didn't really understand what was going on with it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm so. with you on that. Well, they showed uh, Battle Royale, too, the all- PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Yeah, I don't care about that, though, either, because I don't have a PlayStation... All right. To me, that's just that's Smash Brothers without without Nintendo's iconic characters, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but for someone who's had you know who had a PS2 and a PS3, that's that's probably pretty exciting to them. Uh, yeah. I I didn't have either one of those, so I switched uh, over. I to can Xbox. imagine though, if you had never played Smash Brothers, looking at this game and just being like, "What the hell is this crap?" <laughs> right. Yeah, because the graphics look they're kind of they're kind. I don't. I don't want to say gimmicky, but they have their own like kind of art style. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. There's still a little bit of quirk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Well, I, I, part of it, it, you have to have a little quirk, I think, with that type of game. Right. You know, unless you were to go on straight, uh, go straight up like fighting game. You know, mm-hmm. then you could have the more realistic graphics. But yeah, I mean, really, I. After watching these, I I did want to get a PlayStation Three. I won't, but I did want to because of the, the awesomeness of The Last of Us and and yeah. Beyond, the new Beyond game. So, but really, two games for me is not enough to warrant buying a new system. Nah. Although I'm looking into the the Wii U. <laughs> and there's one for for, that for one. one game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, speaking of that, XCOM is coming out for 360 and PS3. Oh, is it? Yeah. I know they're having a shooter. Is that what they're talking no, about? No, the strategy one. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I know they that they keep they have a they have a shooter that's coming out for it too, but I, right. that keep, that keeps getting delayed. Right. So, cool. Okay. So yeah, thank you for that, Michael Nelson. Michael, appreciated. Uh, Travis Eicher says, "I got to say, other than the." Sh- other than the short battery life on the controller, I think the Wii U was the best thing shown. Zombie U really got me excited. Sadly, I think Microsoft 
uh, did the worst. I honestly, I'm getting tired of all the Connect crap. Every game isn't better with Connect. I would say most games are worse with Connect. Mm-hmm. Although Halo Four and Gears of War looked really cool, I also thought Star Wars thirteen thirteen looked cool. So, yeah, uh, Travis, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't super impressed with the Wii U, other than Zombie U and then the the uh, Lego game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, like, I don't know, the whole Connect thing, like, maybe maybe it just didn't bother me as much as it bothered other people because of, like, I watched that intently last year, and that's all it was last year was right. Connect crap. Yeah. Um. So, you know, the fact that they eased off it a little bit, I guess I guess they didn't ease off it enough because people seem to be pretty annoyed with it, but it didn't really bother me. I mean, it's a piece of hardware that is a lot more successful than people think. Um, it might not work very well, but it makes money. Yeah. And you know they they're trying to just trying to find their their neutral spot with it where it can appeal to people and you know yeah I don't know yeah I I, I don't like I mean I'm glad they only had what three three Connect exclusive games and they really only showed those briefly and the only one with any kind of trailer for it or uh, you know gameplay for it was the Racketeer game. Um, but that was only, that was pretty brief. I feel like, um, yeah. but yeah, really the inter- integration is the only other way they had it with the Madden and FIFA. And again, I, I mean, I talked about it in the last segment, but I think the integration stuff they announced was pretty good in those games. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. As long as it works. Yeah. Well, as I said, I th- I feel like the voice stuff, it works a lot better than the physical stuff. Yeah. Um. And and as I said, with with my brief time with it, I think the the voice recognition works pretty well. So. Uh, Halo Four. Yeah, Halo Four. Uh, looked amazing. I can't can't wait for Halo Four. That was really the the thing that had me most excited for the for the Microsoft con- press conference, and that was right at the beginning, too. Right off the bat is when they showed the Halo stuff. So. Um. But I I think the thing that brings Microsoft's down was that all the games were multi-platform really that that they talked about for it you know madden 13 fifa 13 uh splinter cell tomb raider resident evil call of duty those are all multi-platform games um you know so none of that stuff really is that exciting for uh specifically xbox owners um yeah. and, and the new stuff they announced were were connect games or uh you know forza horizon and gears of war um so well, I mean, what does that say, though? The fact that Microsoft is currently, I think we can all agree, the most successful console, and it has the least exclusives. Yeah, that is kind of strange. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe exclusives don't matter as much as we think they do. No. Maybe not. I don't know. Will? Want to weigh in on any of this? No. No. <laughs> I really, honestly, have nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Halo, uh, Gears of War, I agree, looked cool. Uh, the, uh, I didn't get to watch any. They had some like like gameplay and stuff from from Gears of War that I didn't get to watch. Oh, I didn't know they had that. Yeah, they're uh, not during the 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 presentation, but afterwards they had um, some some gameplay. I guess it's supposed to be closer to Gears One than Gears Two and Three. Uh, <laughs> a little more focus on the action was part of it, and it also, I guess, as you get better in the game, the difficulty gets harder. Like, I guess the game it seemed like the game could kind of tell when you were getting better and would throw more enemies at you to challenge you. Yeah. It's more, a more organic uh, cool. difficulty setting. 
like I'm not that. sure whether I like that though. I don't know. What other game did that? There was another game we used to play it a lot, and you didn't realize it was doing it. I can't remember. Uh, one I don't of the, know. One of the NHLs does that. Yeah, maybe was that's it, what I'm thinking of. Was it NHL eleven? Eleven, maybe or ten? Yeah, yeah, it, it was one of the NHL games. But I don't know. To me, there's just something something with uh, difficulty levels in video games. Yeah, and beating it. I, I don't know yeah. how it works exactly. That was just a, like a headline that I read. Oh, okay. And and a little bit, a little blurb of an article that that's the impression yeah. that I got. So. Because I mean, do you ever feel like you're getting better if it's always just getting, difficult enough? If it's getting harder, yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. That's game theory. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's above our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen looked cool. Uh, I agree. Uh, I think that was probably one of the better things out of E three was the the brief gameplay. Uh, the the tra- cinematic trailers don't really do too much for me because it's really hard to tell what goes into a game. Yeah. For that, uh, other than maybe building some excitement. Um, but, Even watching gameplay sometimes isn't enough, you know. Cause right. Until you really play it and see how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Star Wars thirteen thirteen looks looks really good. So uh, that's it for Facebook feedback. So thank you, Travis. Uh, we had a, what? Go ahead. We had a voicemail. Oh, that's right. We did have a voicemail, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me. It's still up on our email. Are you gonna call it up? Yeah. You got it immediately accessible. No, I don't. Uh, well, I, I want to mention a game that I forgot to mention Okay. Um, while you're doing that. Nino Kuni. I mentioned it on this podcast before, um, but it, they showed some more stuff of it at E3. And this is a role-playing game for the PS3, but it's animated by the studio that does the Hayao Miyazaki animations, which I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, interestingly enough. Uh-huh. Um, and it's beautiful. Beautiful to look at. Um, who knows how it plays? I really don't know, but it is very pretty. So I'm kind of excited for that. Is this PS3 exclusive? Uh, yeah, I'm 90% sure it's an exclusive. Okay. But I did want to mention that to, you know, if people are interested, to check it out. It's N-I-N-O-K-U-N-I. Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. Cool. Oh, wrong mouse. Okay. It's a little hard to see this monitor from where I'm sitting. I think I got uh, it right here. Is that what I'm looking out of? Is the monitor? No, you're looking out of in the upper right, upper corner of the studios where I have the webcam set up. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Chase again. Um, I was just going to give uh, my thoughts on the uh, console thing. I think the PC is the best, having a uh, easier way to get games through Steam and Origin. The Origin really isn't that great. It's still just easier than going out and buying stuff, easier for... Uh, download usually Steam has no text either, uh, and mod, and I think the, the keyboard and mouse is the easiest to use out of all the stuff, just because easier for your hands for it. So I always have control where my hands are super sweaty, so it just makes my controller really bad. Um, and mods are really nice, keeps the long, keeps the game long even faster. I think I just said it completely wrong. It's like three o'clock in the morning. I've been done, done doing a bunch of editing, but I just played Max Payne three. Um, yeah, so it keeps the game resting longer. Maybe they could look better after a while. Also, uh, I would recommend Max Payne 3 for you guys to play because 
and just finish that game. And I mean, the multiplayer is, you know, it's it's good, but like nothing you'll remember. I think honestly, but that campaign was like I'm not going to forget about that game. I, I think I'm get that campaign from my favorite campaign of the year so far. I, I like it more than Gears of War three and anything. I mean, I love that game so much right now. I actually went back and played the campaign play through again after I just like I just beat it. Was ending and I was like, oh, I don't need to play this game again. Like went halfway through it again. So I thought it was just awesome. So that is uh, my opinion on that. I think you guys should try that game out. Uh, uh, see you guys later. I'm, I'm finished the episode yet. I don't know you guys else talk after uh, feedback. I just decided I'm like, oh, I haven't left feedback in a while. Should probably do that because I don't know why not. Uh, All right, thank you for that, Chase. Oh, whoops, wrong mouse again. We'll get to that. Uh... A lot to address in there. Yeah. Hang on. Per usual. Okay, so uh, first thing he said, he said he th- thinks uh, PC is the best console. Um, you know, I kind I kind of agree with him. He 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 brings up a lot of good points. You know, the the keyboard and the mouse being the easiest easiest to use, especially for shooters. I feel like that's definitely the case. Um, uh, maybe not maybe not easy to use but definitely like way more precise than a than a controller mm-hmm. um and then mods like mods is a really big one it it really extends the life of of a game um playing uh, user created mods uh i was big into that for morrowind especially you know added extra couple hundred hours probably of just downloading people's mods and and trying them out and see how they they fit in with you know the rest of the game and that was a really really cool thing and there's not anything like that for any of the consoles you know yeah at least not yet yeah and for games so, like call of duty you can make maps and stuff and integrate them to the multiplayer yeah and yeah. little big planet little big planet Oh yeah, that does have something like that, doesn't it? Yeah. But that's like a level creator, right? I mean, that's mm. not. Is there? It probably doesn't have the 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 depth where you can go in and edit code for things that. No, no, not at all. Right. Um, and then he said, you know, the downloading method for games. He's right. Steam doesn't have tax, and that's that's a really, really nice thing, especially when you're buying a bunch of sixty dollars video games, not having to pay that, you know, five or six dollars worth of taxes. Tax, yeah. It's a nice thing. Yeah, I never even thought of that to be honest with you. Yeah, me neither. That's good. Um, because good yeah, if you, like uh, for us here in New York, Newegg doesn't have tax, but uh, some of the stuff you order from Amazon sometimes has tax, sometimes doesn't have tax. Um, usually does have tax. Uh, I think it's a, if it's specifically from Amazon, it will have tax on it in, in New York State. Here's um, a question. Yes. The last few times I've bought something with Amazon like gift card credit. Uh-huh. It hasn't charged me tax. Is that like a thing, or did it just happen to be because I was buying stuff that didn't have tax? Uh, it could be that, or maybe the there was tax when the person purchased the gift card. No, because it was my own gift. Because I like I traded in books and stuff. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you probably just didn't get something with tax. Okay, I was wondering That's if because guess. it was purchased with gift card money, there was no tax. They couldn't tax it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's different that way. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That'd be awesome. Know. Okay. Uh, and then Max Payne 3. He comes highly recommended by Chase. So I added it to both my Blockbuster and Gamefly queue. Oh, did you? It's probably, yeah. it's probably since it's new, it'll be a while till you're able to get it, huh? Yeah. I didn't play the second one, but uh, back in the dark days of pirating PC games, like when it was first like not a thing, you know, nobody really knew about it uh-huh. or cared about it, um, that was... A, the first, very first game I ever pirated. Oh wow! 
Yeah, was the first Max Payne, and I loved it. Yeah, it was a um, good game. Especially, I don't. There was no multiplayer, but just the story and the and the single player campaign was good. Yeah, and I could see that carrying through to the third one. So yeah, absolutely. Because he said it was his game of the year, right? Or campaign, uh, of, the campaign, campaign. of the year so far um yeah no i could see how that would very much be the case yeah we'll have to give it a try i won't be able, i won't i can't afford to buy it but maybe if it's in Redbox or something i'll rent it that's what i was just gonna ask i think it's available in Redbox. oh and by the way that makes uh back when we were talking about obsidian they were the ones that did knights of the old republic that's right okay so we yeah, were trying to remember the rpg yeah that's two uh really great rpgs right there so yeah for stick of truth okay so yeah definitely thanks for that chase uh i think I feel like there's something else in there that I wanted to mention. He said something at the end. It was a little quiet. I could I had a hard time hearing it. I can't remember what he said. Oh well. He said he wanted he he said he wanted to leave feedback because it had been a while. I think he said something else. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Well, if if he's listening and it was important, just send it to us again <laughs> reiterate uh yeah. but yeah i mean i agree i think pc is always there always will be there uh there's no issues with backwards compatibility with pc because you're always going to be able someone you know even if it's a super super old game someone will have figure out a way to get it you know onto a current pc mm-hmm. so yeah i mean especially like your really old games that are that were really popular back in the day someone has figured out a way to get it you know to play it now uh so I think that's uh, definitely a, a positive to the to the PC as the best console argument. So, but with all those benefits, there's the biggest downfall, which is cost. Cost, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah definitely. But I mean, I, like uh, the way I look at it, well, I don't know. I've I've had owned three Xboxes. Um, I have my original one, which is four hundred dollars, that uh, broke. After the warranty was up, so I bought another one, which was I think that was only two hundred because it was an arcade version at the time, and uh, I just transferred my hard drive into the new system, so there was that one. So that's six six hundred dollars, um, and then I recently bought the slim version of the Xbox, which was three hundred more. So that's nine hundred dollars. So that's nine hundred dollars yeah. I spent on X, uh, just the Xbox system, and in, in it's been out what seven years. Mm-hmm. Or almost six and a half years. Sure. So, but uh, I that's mean, more if, the the exception though than the rule. I've right. had my PS3 for three years. Yeah. And spent two hundred something on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And like with a PC, you know, every couple of years probably you have to upgrade something. Yeah, I, I actually on mine I have to get a new video card for. So, but I, I mean, no, I knew that buying it that I would yeah. need to get a new video card for it. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more quick piece of feedback. Uh, this is from Dave Gardner via Twitter, who is uh, holy goalie on Twitter. It says, playing Dead Island Saturday night, running around, kicking in all the glass and all the buildings, screaming, Kings won the cup. <laughs> That's probably in response to my uh, my uh, article about the, the rioting for the, the Destructoid yeah. article. Yeah. The because uh, the Lakers yes losing oh we lost Corey oh boy what happened I don't know I don't think it was us nah probably him I wonder if he dropped his computer like he almost did <laughs> I don't know it says he's not on online anymore so we'll wait for him to come back online all right 
Oh, there it is. There he is. <laughs> he lost internet, probably. I don't know. Wireless, he, man. He texted me saying, spot. shut off. Oh. His computer? I no clue. Oh. <laughs> That's all he said. Did it say he went offline again? Uh, I couldn't really read it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why, don't, why don't you uh, talk about what you played this week, Will? Um, the first thing I played, which when we get Corey back, he'll be able to talk about too, is beating Diablo 3. Uh-huh. Uh, me and my one friend beat it. I was the wizard and he's the demon hunter. Uh, we beat the game. Well, Act 4 was really short. Yeah. It wasn't that hard. It was sort of difficult, but we didn't really die a lot. And then we started Nightmare, and we helped Corey end up beating it. But Nightmare has been a lot harder. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Don't really know why. Uh, mainly, it's mainly stupid things that we die from, like po- like you know when you kill the trees and uh, yeah. the courtyard areas. That's, that's what killed me too. The poison. Yeah. And like we keep dying by that. And like in Act Two, the the carrier bats that shoot the little bugs at you that yep. poison you. Like, They're hard too. That stuff keeps killing me, and the bombs that kill you on impact, yeah. basically. Like it's that stuff that's killing us. It's not the. It's getting that harder. That much harder. Um, the butcher was a little difficult. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't made it that because I, I started my Nightmare playthrough too, but I haven't f- quite finished the first act in, in Nightmare. Because you so. got Dragon's Dogma, right? Yeah, I, I got Dragon's Dogma, and I, I stopped, you know, I was wanted to focus on that game. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll I'll return to Diablo 3 too at yeah. some point. It's fun. I'm I'm really addicted and want to keep playing. Um, really, really good game, though. I do, I do enjoy it a lot. Uh-huh. We're going to try and get to Inferno, which is the, high, the hardest difficulty, but I don't is- know. That is there's one after Nightmare, right? Before yeah. it goes to Inferno. I don't remember what it, what, what it is. But I don't know. Is there a level cap that you're aware of? Sixty. Oh, it's only sixty? Yeah. It's a level cap. Because I think I'm in the I feel like I'm in the forties. I think you're like forty one. Really? Because that's where I'm at. Okay. Or I'm at, I'm at forty. I just hit forty last night. Oh, maybe I'm like thirty eight. I don't remember now actually. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Did you start a new character? Uh, no. No, I'm still on my monk. Because when I went and saw your thing, I saw you had a level one demon hunter. Oh, no. That was a friend of mine that came uh, over that wanted to make a character. Oh, uh, okay. And, and just try out the game real quick. Because I was wondering if you yeah. started a new character. No, it's not my character. But I got that beat. Then I bought Diablo 2 with the expansion and everything like that. Because me and my friends are going to try and beat that game fairly mm-hmm. in a four-person party. And that game is very, very finicky. Yeah. Um... I installed it, and everything installed fine, but, like, I clicked to start the game, and it took literally 10 minutes to boot up and start playing. Really? Yeah. I'll wait till Corey gets in. Hi, Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, sorry about that. My computer just randomly shut off. It's fine. Overheat? I don't know. I had it sitting on my bed, and then I picked it up to sit back, and that's when it shut off. Huh. So maybe it did overheat. I don't know. Uh-uh. That's not good. Yeah, I don't know. Will was just talking about Diablo 3. Do you want to weigh in on that? I beat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I beat it. <laughs> That's all you got? Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, um, I didn't get that either. It was freaking hard. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we joined your game right when you are fighting the guy with all the shadow warrior things. My computer lagged so bad. Yeah, I was having some problems with lag, too. But that, that sucks. That, in a game like that, lag is a killer. A yeah, death, yeah, really, really, really ruins it for you. 
But you said it, you thought it was hard. You weren't going to beat it by yourself, you thought? Well, I don't know, because they do raise the difficulty every time you add another person. Yeah. So maybe what happened was, like, you guys joining and you guys being five levels above me was great, but since my guy couldn't really pull his weight, it was just too much for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's the case, but... Yeah, the the only really difficult part was fighting Diablo. Because of the three clones and stuff like that. Like, I got ganged yeah. up by the three clones a couple times. Yeah, I, I honestly, I wasn't really sure what was going on. I was just trying to hit whatever was around me and stay alive <laughs> long enough for you guys to kill them. <laughs> well, that's what we're I, here for. Well, I think what was kind of what was happening was my my big uh, gargantuan guy and my dogs were kind of like taking most of the hits. Yeah, it was tanking. Yeah, for us, it was perfect, especially the gargantuan. Yeah, he he's good. Um, but yeah, that's how I built my guy though. Is I put all my runes and or what are they called? Uh, not the runes, just the abilities, the passive abilities. Yeah. Oh yeah, the um, yeah the passive abilities. Yeah, I just put those towards my pets. So. Oh yeah. It's a good call. They're handy. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're on Diablo two. Yeah, I got Diablo two and installed it and everything with Lords and De- Lords of Destruction, which is the expansion. And uh, so the game took like five to ten minutes to boot up for the first time, which I didn't really know why, but. Whatever, I kind of let it happen. Then when it booted up, it was rainbow-colored. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. So I tried connecting to Battle.net, and the game crashed, saying that only one Diablo 2 can be up at a time, which I only clicked at once, so I was kind of confused. So, you know, I kept trying, and it kept not working, so I went to the properties and, like, set it to some of the stuff that, like, I troubleshooted online to where yeah. I should put them. So run, I put them. Run it in compatibility mode for Windows XP, yeah. Service Pack 3. did that came back with just the randomest purple and blue colors ever. So I was like, I had no idea what was going on. And the game kept, like, crashing and wouldn't start up. And, like, it takes, seriously, like, five to ten minutes for the game to boot up. And I have no idea why. But, like, I messed around with more settings for, like, probably an hour. And finally I got it to where, how everything's supposed to be. Besides booting up. Really? But I have no it idea It still why. takes a long time to boot up? Yeah, I don't know why. It's weird. And one of my friends' computers, like, this is back when we, like, first started playing Diablo 2, like, three years ago. Like, it won't even run on one of my friends' computers. Like, it just error messages. Huh. So, I don't know. The game's weird. It is weird. I can relate to that, though. Like, just spending a ton of time on trying to get something to work, even though it's not necessary for your day-to-day existence. Yep. <laughs> After a while, it just becomes personal, and you're yeah. like, I am going to solve this. Yeah. That's the last thing I do. That's exactly how I was. Yep. I eventually got it. So we're going to we're gonna start playing that fairly shortly, and uh, I'm probably going to order Prototype 1 today and start that. Cool. So, yeah. That sounds good. That's all I played. All right. What about you, Corey? Uh, I played three different things. Uh, I talked about trying Geiki, yeah. which is the cloud gaming service similar to on live uh however i wasn't really sure what it was um we mentioned the rumor that geiki might be joining with sony to have streamable games that didn't turn out to be the case but what happened was geiki partnered with samsung so they're gonna put their games on samsung tvs oh like smart tvs yeah which is freaking cool yeah um because you'll when you buy your samsung tv you will have games built in yeah that's pretty Um, cool I forgot to write down some of the games they had in their library, but they they had some pretty good ones. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. They had, like, three or four good ones, and then the rest were just Man. crap. Yeah. Yeah, so as of right now, OnLive's library is uh, far and away better. 
But I will say that Gaiki ran better. Mm-hmm. Um, it runs through Flash, or not Flash, Java. Oh, okay. Um, so all you do is you go in through your browser and pick the game you want, and it's a demo that you... I, see, I didn't really understand what it was. All I could do was demo the games. I guess they don't have like a service you can sign up for or anything. All you can do is play like half-hour demos of the games that are on there. So I booted up the one that looked the most fun to me, uh, Mountain Blade Warband. Um, and I, I only got like half an hour to play it, but I'm mostly just reporting on the Geiki experience. But yeah, there was almost no latency, um, which is different from online. But you can always notice a little bit if you're looking for it. Yeah. Um, but this one I was like looking for it, and it, it ran perfectly smooth, and it played out of my browser. Um, I didn't try hooking up a controller. I just played with the mouse and keyboard. But yeah, no problems with lag or lag spikes or anything, with, like the things that kind of plague on live, on and off. Um, the system requirements are a little bit lower, especially internet speed. Okay. Um, that's, a, that's so, always a good thing. Yeah, so Gaiki's pretty promising at this point. Um, all I can say about the game that I played is it's it's your your typical D&D-inspired role-playing game. Um, you make your character at the star. It asks you a bunch of questions about your past, and then it builds kind of a custom story for your character based on how you answer those questions. Huh. That's cool. And it's kind of it's it's there's there's two different aspects of it. Um, there's like the town walking around in the town and talking to people and doing quests, and you can recruit people and all that crap. And then there's like a whole outside mount. I mean, the game's called Mountain Blade, so a lot of it you're on a horse. Um, but I didn't get to try any of that because the demo ran out before I could keep playing it. But it's pretty cool. Um, I made my character to be like. Uh, I built up his, like, charisma so he could have a lot of followers. I guess part of it is building, like, an army. Uh-huh. And the higher your charisma is, the the more guys you can have in your army and stuff like that. Oh, but, that's cool. Uh, I didn't get to experience it enough to say. I, I looked up some reviews on the game, and a lot of people said there's a great potential there. But um, the production values are a little bit low. And I would agree with that. It doesn't, doesn't look overly pretty, but there is some, some great concepts at play. Oh, cool. And may, maybe it's one I'll buy on pc if it's cheap enough at some point i don't know um the other game i played was crusader kings 2 have you played it yet dan no i haven't i've been working very diligently to finish dragon's dogma so okay I haven't well played anything else this game is freaking deep yeah um i i booted it up and i did the tutorial which probably took me an hour and a half to two hours wow um, just learning about all the all the different things going on. Yeah. And it's not like a fun tutorial, whereas, you know, it tells you what to do, and then you get to act it out in a real scenario. It's just like, now we're going to teach you what these buttons do. And it's like, just tells you. It's like, click next, click next. Like, you're never actually doing it. Right. For a few things that you are, but... And, and there was, like, some spelling errors here and there. You could tell it was just kind of thrown together. Um... One of the cool things about it, though, is it's all based on real history. Oh, Um, There's an icon for the characters in the game, and it links to their real-life Wikipedia entry. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is really cool, because, I mean, we talked about that earlier in this episode, how when you're playing these games, you kind of want something to get out of it rather than just the entertainment value. Yeah. Um, So what you do is... You start it off, and um, you choose... The first thing you do is choose your character by territory. So what I did was... 
it shows you like a map of Europe and the northern part of Africa and a little bit into Eastern Europe, maybe some Russia. I can't remember. Um, and that's all it is. And the game takes place from 1066 to 1452. So it runs almost 400 years. And what you do, the first thing you do is you choose your character. And I just chose Poland because of all the countries. I'm probably mostly Polish yeah. there. Maybe a little bit Irish. Um, and I chose what uh, a hilly territory within Poland. And it gave me the head of that territory at the start of the game, who was this guy named Bolslaw the Bold. Um, which is cool. Yeah. I think that's a cool name, Bolslaw. Yeah. Um, and it sold me my difficulty percentage, which is of all the people I could have picked, what percentage difficulty would I have with this leader and this territory and all that. And it gave me 57% difficulty, which I'm like, all right, I can live with that. That's fine. Um, so I did that. And they tell you that your goal is to secure as much land and prestige as possible for myself and my successors. So within that 400-year time span, at the end of it, the game will expire. And I can see my score if I manage to survive and how it would compare to uh, real-life dynasties. Um, kind of like, I mean, Civilization kind of did it. Does that, yeah, a little bit. Half-assed, like, right. oh, you're Napoleon or whatever. Uh, but I, I feel like this would, I, I didn't beat it, so I don't know, it would give me a more realistic uh, view of assessment. Of yeah, how I, how I stood up. Um, so after you choose your leader, the game kind of adapts a history to set you up as the king of... Your, your territory. Uh-huh. So Bolslaw the Bold became the king of Poland, um, which may or may not have happened at some point. I don't know, but it just made it so in 1066, the guy I was playing was like king. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, th- the first thing, what sucks about it is they just drop, if I hadn't done the tutorial, I would have had no idea what to do because it just drops you into the game and just says, all right, go. There's mm-hmm. no like hand holding. There's no objective to start. There's no nothing. It's just like, all right, you stay alive. Um, do what you got to do, but there is so much that you can do. Um, the, the first thing you want to do is you can choose an ambition for your character. So it can range from anything, uh, from like get married to hold a feast or, you know, kill somebody, assassinate somebody. Um, so the first one I chose was get married. So that's a whole other process. Like you have to choose your wife carefully because you want somebody who obviously has a nice dowry because you want some money and, like that your wife's relations with everybody matters and her scores for all her different abilities, like her, or, uh, yeah, like her stewardship and her diplomacy skill, like all that stuff matters in so many different ways. And just like, just that can seem like an impossible decision. Like there's so much to take into account that how are you going to know how this whole game is going to play out? Um, so yeah, there's that. And then, uh, you can, (laughs) See, I can't eat. There's so much to talk about. Like, you can set the succession laws, uh, like, how how the game will continue after your character dies. Because it does continue. You're obviously not going to live 400 years. Um, right. So you want to ensure that you have a son, if that's how it works. Or you can set the laws up to be that the oldest child, no matter their gender, takes over. Um, and there's different, you know, historically accurate terms for all this. Um, so, yeah, that's just part of it. And you have all these advisors. And you can send your advisors on different missions. There's like a political advisor and a spy master and like a clergyman. And they can do all sorts of different missions. And like the Pope and the Crusades play a huge role. Like right off the bat when I started my game, I I ended up getting married. And I achieved my ambition, which gives me points, like honor points or something like that. Um, 
And then, like, right after that, the Holy Roman Emperor, Empire sends me a message, and they're like, uh, we're going to war with these guys. You have to honor your, you know, your part of the bargain. So you can either go to war with that, with us against the Pomeranians, or you can die. And I'm like, uh, I guess I'll go to war, having no idea how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole, like... It it kind of runs. Uh, I'm trying to think what I can compare it to, like the Shogun games a little bit. Yeah. Just the map part of it, though. Yep. Um, I don't think you ever actually go into the battle screen. You're just you're just like playing on the map. It's like a a big board game. Yeah. And there's troop management with all within all that, and like pretty much anything you can think of is in this game. And I knew there there is probably no way. I'm sure it's very rewarding and a lot of fun once you get to know all this stuff that goes into it, but it's just, for me, it's not really worth my time to understand it and yeah. really enjoy it to the capacity that it could be enjoyed. Well, like I said, I think I think it would be a very rewarding experience. But Yeah, especially just, since you uh, we have so many ga- different games we have to try and play and, and report on that for you to sink a lot of time into that one game it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense right now. Yeah, it's, right. Just, it's just a lot of menus and numbers and... See, I would probably love that because I like that sort of stuff. Yeah, in, in in probably, you know, like 15, 16-year-old me would love it too. But yeah. it's, it's f- for me right now, like, I just don't want to sink the time into it. Yeah, that's probably how I would be too. Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll not get that, because I wanted to get that, but maybe I won't. If it, if it requires that much time to, pl- to play and figure out, like right now I just don't have that kind of time, extra time. It's definitely for the hardcore. Right. I would even say it's more difficult to really wrap your head around than, like, Civilization. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Well, Civilization is good about, yeah, it's deep, but they're good about easing you into it. Right. And, like, you're only you're only playing it as deep as you're aware of. Right. Because you cannot pay attention to stuff and kind of have it go on autopilot and until take... it becomes an issue. Right. And then you do address it at some point. But and with this, it's just like, okay, here you are. Time to, you know, earn land and stay alive i don't know it's it's just it's it's very very much to a lot to take in at once huh. sounds awesome <laughs> that does yeah, sound pretty cool it, you know it really does but like i said like it's just so much of a time sink I, yeah. I don't know maybe if i uh could get like a walkthrough that would walk me through my first game just kind of show me like all the things i need to do i don't know but is there anyway. a lot of different play uh like places you can start off in is it yeah. pretty much anywhere in europe you can start off in Yep, and there are a ton of different leaders. Like, just picking a wife, there's probably, I don't even know, probably like 50. Wow. Diff- el- well, no, because not all of them are eligible. Um, some of them are, are too young. Um, I guess you can't get married till the female is 16. I don't know. But, yeah, there's probably like 30 eligible choices for a wife. And that's another thing. Like, you don't want to get somebody too, who's too old because you want them to give you children. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm only speaking so much about the wife aspect of it is because that's the that's only thing. That's what I'm you did. Talking experience with yeah but that's just a very small part of a much bigger game and now that with the expansion they're going to be adding the middle east too to all that all that chaos it's crazy (laughs) but in in one of the other problems i had with the game is there was no feedback no no audio or uh visual feedback like when in civilization when you build like a wonder there's a cool little cinematic that's rewarding and you're like ah yeah i built that um, even when I got married, like it just said, um, after I sent the request to the, the king of whoever, the, the father of whoever I was trying to marry, because he had to approve it, of course. 
Um, it said, okay, he's, he's considering a request. And then maybe a week later in the game, a little message pops up and says, so-and-so has approved your wedding. You are now married. And that's like, that's it. Right. There's not even like a, a rewarding jingle or anything, you know? Right. Church bells. There's nothing. It's just like, you are now married. Huh. I don't know. That's a little thing, but it was enough for me to, to call it out on that. Yeah. But like I said, that's not the kind of game it is. It's it's menus and numbers and political political pol- politicized. I don't even know what the word is. Diplomacy, I guess, yeah. would be the best word. But it doesn't focus too much on combat, which brings me to the other game I played more of is Dawn of Discovery. Uh-huh. Um, I sunk a lot. I probably played it for like three hours yesterday, which was a, a good sit down time. Um, and I talked about already how it's all resource management. Yeah. Even more so, I've discovered that's the case I, of. All the time I've spent, I've had one one bit of combat, and that was just me sinking some pirate ships. Uh-huh. So I've probably put maybe 10 hours into it all together, and there was just that one instance in the last game I played at the very end of it of me sinking some pirate ships. So combat is such a small part of it, and that's what I love about it because when, when, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but when we played Age of Empires, like, the best part of it is building up your civilization. Yeah, absolutely. It, the combat aspect of it kind of forces you to hurry some things and it makes it so you can't really enjoy that aspect of it. Right. You're in too much of a hurry to build up your army and get your defenses squared away. Um, you can't really enjoy the, the other, the other part of it, but yeah, so there's, you basically settle a bunch of islands and because resources are such a big part of it, um, each of your islands has to have the resources and not every island has, mines or you know fertile land or anything so you have to set up all these trade routes with your ships to bring your resources from one island to another island and part of that is you have to trade because you don't even necessarily have access throughout all your islands to certain resources that you need so i mean using your ships to circulate resources is a huge part of it Mm -hmm. um i heard it mentioned that this is a really fun game to play co-op uh because there, there's so much to manage at once that one person can kind of take control of one island while one person kind of manages another island. Then you can just say to each other, like, hey, I need some some bread over here. Uh, if you ship me up some carpets, I'll start shipping you some bread. So even though you're playing the same, I don't want to use the word civilization, but even though you're playing the same team overall, you can kind of manage each island separately. Right. So it, it's cool. a lot of fun like that. I I, uh, I have my guys who are, are kind of like British dudes. Um and then I settled this one, they call it a nomadic island, um, because it's all desert. I settled this one desert, so in order to level up my, like, British ethnic, uh, European ethnicity, I'll say, on this one part, um, they wanted, my citizens wanted, like, carpets and spices and stuff like that, but I couldn't grow that stuff or create that stuff, and the British part of it, I had to go down to, like, the nomadic, like, Arabian part to get the spices and make carpets and so i could bring them up to my british people to make them happy so i could level up my civilization huh yeah and i keep just keep discovering more stuff in that game as i go and it's it's a lot of fun i'm, I'm having a blast with it nice but i would like to to play co-op with somebody so yeah you guys are interested <laughs> maybe maybe you know sit back on a when you have some free time with a couple beers and just build up a sieve yeah that does sound like fun Will my computer run that? Mine runs it just fine. Oh yeah, then I might I might do that then. Yeah, I'll okay. look into it. See if I can tell you more. Okay. 
Yeah, I definitely recommend Dawn of Discovery. It's actually, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but it's actually called Anno 1404. Yeah. Weird. Alright, anything else? Nope. You're breaking up a little bit, so that's why. Can you hear me now? Yep. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The only thing I played this week was Dragon's Dogma, which, as I said before, I beat it. Um, Really awesome game. The story does have some unique twists and turns that I really haven't seen in any other game. Um, I'm actually going to write a review for it, so that'll be up hopefully sometime this weekend um, with my with my full thoughts on Dragon's Dogma. But really, like uh, you know, Corey said, it's starting to get some momentum now, and it's it's deservedly so because it is a really really awesome game, um, and I, it's definitely was overlooked by I think a lot of people. I, I think a lot of maybe the the media outlets that reported on it didn't play it all the way through because it is, uh, it's a pretty interesting game. Um, the story is good, even though like a lot of the missions that you're doing, you can't really tell how they affect the story. The story itself is, is pretty good. Um, there's some big decisions that you make in the game uh, that, uh, seem to have a big impact, but I, I'll, I guess I'll know more after I do my second playthrough for dragon's dogma. So I, pro- I probably will will shelve it for now for a while because I, I gotta have a few other things I've gotta play. I want to f- try and finish Skyrim, so I probably won't play it right now. But maybe again in the summer. Uh, but definitely, like if you're a fan of the open world RPGs, I would definitely suggest giving it a try because it's really a sweet game. It's a long game. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to skip over a lot of the side missions that I wanted to do just because they they require so much of a time sink. And I, I wanted to have it beaten by this week so I could get out a review for it at least in somewhat timely fashion. So, uh, yeah, definitely, Corey, if you're interested, it's a it's a great game. I am interested. I don't really want to foot the $60 for it right now. I don't blame you. Um, if I had an Xbox, I'd just ask to borrow yours. How long did it take you to beat? Pooh, I don't know if it keeps track, but it was a long time. I mean, I've played it a lot since I bought it. At, what, what did it come out? Beginning of May, maybe? Uh, no, it was Mid- the week after May? Diablo, right? It was Yeah, May 14th, I think. And I, play, I pretty much have played it every day until late at night. Yeah. But I want to say the it probably I would say forty forty five hours or so it took me to beat it, and that's with skipping over a few of the missions. So, yeah, I'm really intrigued by the whole online the what was the, that called the pawn system the pawn system. Yeah, yeah. it it's really 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 well done. Um, I found myself towards the end being more more choosy about the type of pawns that I pick because. Uh, the battles, like, for a while, I was really having an easy time with everything, and then, like, something happened in the game, and everything got, like, super difficult again. So I had to be more choosy with, with the abilities that the pawns that I was choosing. You know, obviously my pawn had her abilities, but the ones I was, the other two that I was picking of other people's pawns, I had to, I had to make sure they had the right abilities to, to help me out. Um, and, yeah, the the game gets, like, really hard again. I actually had one battle that took me a half an hour to be able to kill this creature that was just so hard and it it took every every ounce of my gaming know-how to 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 beat this thing you know trial and error uh you know survival skills that's like all that stuff like kind of kind of filtered into how i fought this this creature so awesome ending boss fight uh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was good, um, but really, like the the battles you fight along the way are what what make the game great. Nice. Um, 
I don't want to give too much away. Uh, so I won't. Okay. I won't. I won't talk about the the boss fights. But yeah, it was a it was a great game. Great game. Uh, is it very Japanese? No, it's hard to tell that it's Japanese. Okay. Uh, other than I think I talked about this before, but the inventory management is kind of JRPG type. It would work for like a Final Fantasy game, but for uh, an open world game with a lot of items, it, it's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's that, and then I said the intro song is is a Japanese song because it's like a fantasy setting, but they have like a, a like a rock song as the oh, yeah, as, as the intro th- is the is the the title title screen song Music. it's it's kind of kind of we- it feels weird <laughs> especially when you're used to like a skyrim or a, a mass effect it's like it doesn't doesn't it's really off. fit very yeah it's a little off <laughs> but other than that you really can't tell it's made by capcom at all so um and you said the story is pretty good yeah i thought it was good okay yeah i just saw that was a criticism that some people had at it but uh i mean it's not it's not uh, like a super deep story but it's it's interesting I guess. Yeah. Is, Game is, trailers is, called it flat, so. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, it's uh, valid. It gets better, okay. like, towards the end, though. It really does. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know how far they played. I don't know if they beat the game or not, but I like to beat games before I do a, a review for it, you know? Seems only fair, unless you yeah. qualify a review by saying, this is only for the first right. 20 minutes exactly. or whatever. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely if you're into the open world RPGs, at least give it a try. The demo, there's demos on the PSN and uh Xbox. And really you don't get a feel for how awesome the game is, just kind of a little bit, but yeah. It's a it's a good choice. So, that's all I've got to say about that. As I said, I'll have a review for it. Hopefully out this weekend. I'm going to try and write it on Saturday and have Corey edit it for me. So, nice. Yeah. So that's all I played. Uh, hopefully I'll have something new to play, although I might play Dragon's Dogma again tonight. <laughs> we'll see. Do it. But, yeah, that's all I played. Um, anything else anyone wants to add? Uh, nope, other than our closing stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and make a blog post on our website that has all the all the different uh, – the presentations from the the five the five presentations and then a, a few other like notable uh videos i'll try and try and have that up either tomorrow or saturday okay um just so people can see what you know what we're talking about um try try and like i said have that on the website either friday or saturday for people to watch so if you missed any of the any of the the presentations from you know sony or microsoft or whatever you can you can watch those so you have a little more context as to what we're talking about or not i don't know i feel like i missed a lot of stuff even though i watched all of them i was also confused for a lot of it too so so yeah uh yeah our twitter is uh capital t capital s athletes our facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstick athletes our website is www thumbstickathletes.com uh if you want to help the podcast you can order stuff through our amazon banner on our website uh it doesn't cost you any more to click on our banner and order stuff through our site but will help us a little bit uh we get a i don't know a little bit from the from amazon for for sending you there but clear your cookies first because i've heard that that helps, helps. It, it makes it work because otherwise whatever your computer remembers that you didn't click through that i don't know how it works exactly uh, okay 
Uh, yeah, so that's everything. Uh, voicemail. Oh, yeah, leave us a voicemail. on. And thanks again, Chase, for leaving us a voicemail. I've got it right here if you want it. Yeah. 607-527-0547. Yeah, so you can leave us a voicemail and, you know, talk about what we talked about here or anything game-related or not even, you know, if you just want to say something else, that's fine too. So, yeah, that'll do it for episode 46, our E3 2012 recap. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.